0: What time is it? It's time for
1: Geek Time Radio, talking movies, TV, comics, music, sports, gaming, and everything else in the pop culture landscape. So turn
2: your volume to eleven because it's time to
0: geek out.
2: We have decided to get together to talk about Picard. Hoist our Picard. season three Uh,
1: or aka next generation
2: (laughs) yeah so um you know quickly i think we can both say i mean let me ask you picard's seasons one and two how far (laughs) if at all did you get in those two seasons
1: i i know i didn't finish either one of them Uh, i've only watched like maybe the first couple episodes and and of each one and i'd probably be like just dipping in and out like at certain areas so it's like hard to make sense of as a <laughs> matter of fact i was just gonna say like well i'm probably gonna get ahead of it because of there's something that happened in season two with, that's like why why are, the, why are they bringing this up in season three does, does, does do things that happen in season three kind of like erase a bunch of things that, that happen in one and two i i it's like there's a couple things on there so uh, but but again, it's it's hard to remember
2: it because I didn't watch a lot of it. Right. Well, you watched more than I did. I oh, okay. I gave season one a shot. I gave it a fair shot. I got four episodes in. In fact, I didn't even finish the fourth episode. I okay. turned it off and canceled Paramount Plus in the middle of the episode. Oh. <laughs> I'd had enough. It was clearly garbage and I could not stand to watch them deconstruct Jean-Luc Picard. anymore. Yeah. I mean, he was big. he was, was just a doddering old fool apologizing to everybody for existing, and and for a guy who, you know, it's funny because we have to. All right, let's take a step back for a second and separate secret hideout Star Trek from like oh, Rick Berman okay. Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because like Rick Berman Star Trek revered the past and they paid em- enormous amounts of respect to the the past with captain kirk and they brought scotty on the next generation and they had you know mccoy like they you know kirk was a legend i mean how many times did ever say oh that was the mission where james kirk did xyz right (laughs) they treated it with the reverence it deserved this new star trek garbage was you know which is which is generic sci-fi action show with star trek label on it (laughs) it decides that you know Let's take Jean-Luc Picard, one of the most accomplished men in Starfleet and reduce him to a laughing stock. you know, where people are like just putting him down and it was just awful. So
1: it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, I I was was just trying, even from the visuals point of view, maybe it wasn't such a great idea because just trying to get used to him kind of like not moving, you know, very limber at all because he's, you know. You know, it's, it's 25 years later. But to add the, the the personality that they did on top of that, so horrible. It was horrible.
2: Uh, and, and, you know, I think where I really got upset and started to tune out was when the first time he goes to Rafi's trailer there in that third episode or whatever it was. And she starts going on about, like, systemic racism um,
0: yeah.
2: and, and income inequality. And I'm like, hold it. Does anybody know anything about Star Trek? What? There's no money <laughs> in the 24th century. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, she lives in the trailer and he lives in the big mansion or on the vineyard and it's like, oh my gosh, oh, we've got the so class stupid. warfare going, we got all these wow. these modern day social issues and I'm like, this is not Star Trek at all. <laughs> and what Star Trek used to address those things but they used to do it cleverly, but, using aliens and right. different, you know, an, they'd go to different planets planet that had universe. were suffering yeah. from these things and and gave yep. you something to think about. Yeah, they didn't clobber you over the head like this. So anyway, let's flash forward. Season three. Um, season three got the Enterprise season four treatment, where when in with the show Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, right. which was right. the final Rick Berman show, Star Trek at that point had been like oversaturated and burned out. It flamed out. Huh. And uh, they decided to hand season four to Manny Cotto. They were being canceled and they said, just do whatever you want. And he put out the best season <laughs> of that show.
1: Gee, we should have done this from the beginning.
2: Right. <laughs> and this is a very similar situation. So in this situation, all the, the, the hacks that have been running Star Trek, Akiva Goldsman, Michelle Paradise... And our favorite hack of all time, oh. Alex Kurtzman, decide we're gonna put our energies into something else. Hey, Terry Metalis, you know a little bit about Star Trek, right? Show's yours. We're can't. This is the last season. Do whatever the hell you want. Do it. And Terry Metalis goes, "I'm a huge nerd fanboy," and starts calling up the cast of the Next Generation. Let's get the band back together, right?
1: Yeah, that was really that was the first smart move. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah right. Again, going to what you just said, maybe if we did this from the beginning. Um, So, yeah, so that's where the genesis of this whole thing happens. And then in the run-up to this, certain people we know, other YouTubers, who shall (laughs) remain nameless, Robert Meyer Burnett, (laughs) got to see it in advance and started, like, just going, like, oh, my God, the inglorious Trexperts have been gushing over this. Star Trek is back! This is the greatest thing ever, so my hopes were high.
1: So were mine, especially when there was it continued on with other YouTubers that I even trusted even more.
2: Uh, Gary Beekler, yep. Uh, Dave Cullen, yeah.
1: Somehow Gary got to watch the whole thing ahead of time too. So,
2: yeah, yeah, they were floating it out there to um, certain influencers who had large followings. Uh, which is weird is Red Letter Media did not. Red Letter <laughs> Media had to watch it like we did. I just got done watching their final <laughs> review as well. Um, so anyway, let's start there. I don't want to go episode by episode and go through the whole no, storyline. No. But let's just start with, we have to start at the very beginning. Um, The tone. The tone of the show did you notice a difference <laughs> um i
1: remember back when when the first episode came out and we went back and forth it was the first it was you know how, how I, you mentioned it first and because i hadn't seen it before you and how it was just started off as really really dark just like it's we've gotten used to with with discovery and a, a bunch of other shit that we've seen the last 10 years and it was like white uh, is this the same one that um, these people, these Star Trek fans have been talking about? Uh, it seems like a lot of um, of the same as as we've been watching. So um, it, obviously it had a lot of, you know, you started seeing next gen uh, cast coming little by little and adding up to it. That that was certainly different. But um, yeah, the tone was very dark at, at, at the beginning
2: of this. I got scared if right off the bat when I saw Picard yeah. in at the vineyard at the chateau oh, oh. with this <laughs> Romulan
1: Oh yeah, I skipped over it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> live in whatever arrangement they have. You know, and then the the Oh, actually it starts <laughs> with Beverly just like
1: That's what I was. Yeah. Okay. Just shooting
2: these about. random aliens like she's a doctor and she's just ruthlessly just with a phaser rifle, a pump action phaser rifle, by the way. Yeah, and it really wasn't stupid. even
1: self defense when she was doing that. She would already uh, they knocked them down, kinda or kind
2: of insinuated it was, but still, like okay. she's a doctor. Her whole life has been dedicated to preserving life. And if you go back and watch the Next Generation, like she'll, she want like think of uh, I, I was it iBorg, the one with Hugh when they first find Hugh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Picard wants to put him down, and Beverly won't do it, right? She's like, no, he's a living being, and we deserve to help him, right? Now right. we have her just mowing down aliens. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's right off the bat, I had a bad taste right there. I was like, oh, come on, here we go again, right?
1: Yeah. My first thought was, wow, it's been a really long, long time for, for Beverly. Like, she's really gone through a lot of, lot
2: of crap for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then then it goes to picard at the chat with am like oh yep. no. oh no we're back oh, to this again oh, here we go again so yeah it started off a little slow for me um you know and then we get raffy and she's on it looks like coruscant um, <laughs> the planet metallis prime oh by the way the guy names a planet after himself yeah he's got a little system. too uh <laughs> Uh yeah, yep. So all these things are adding up to hmm, hmm. For are me. we starting to
1: see the same thing again? Yep. Right.
2: Um, but I didn't want to make a snap judgment. I did do a review of that first episode, and I sprinkled in some funny movie clips. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's really thin, Riggs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So as it goes on, we like you said, we start to get introduced to the characters one at a time, and the first one we get reintroduced to is, I think my favorite character from the Next Generation, who also was really fleshed out in Deep Space Nine, Worf. Yep. Played yep. by the great Michael Dorn. <laughs> I love Michael Dorn. Michael <laughs> Dorn could read me the phone book. And... <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah he's yeah awesome the way he stuff. delivers yep yep and he still he's, has his timber you know he's what is he like 68 69 years old he's still got it, his timber it was
1: he's the he's the one character and i know you throw in the klingon makeup i get it but he's the one character where i was like yeah it didn't even like it didn't even say yeah that's war. you know it, you know the the aging thing didn't hit me with him mm-hmm. uh, Right. not not just because of the the klingon makeup but his delivery and everything it's like it was almost like oh that that's him from deep space nine you know yesterday or something like that and it's like you know the ages kind of the, the years kind of melted away from, from I, with him
2: i will say actually Riker came in before him but
1: yeah he did i, yeah, I will did. say
2: that they all you know jumping ahead they all went, slid right back into character without like it, the, it's true it was seamless they were all the same people they they had not changed it they it's like putting on an old pair of jeans right um yeah let's back up Riker's in there first uh Picard goes to Riker for help there's another scene that bugged me in that first episode they go to Guinan's bar without Guinan every time they go to Guinan's bar Guinan's not there (laughs) now how hard could it have been to get Whoopi Goldberg for like half a day yeah Yeah, she would have I'm
1: sure she would have done it i don't know why that they have something against her or something i don't know
2: i don't know she's too uh, busy uh getting in trouble on the view with her yeah. moronic <laughs> maybe takes that's on things. I don't,
1: yeah um, i wouldn't have taken that much
2: yeah they could actually give it her something intelligent to say for a change right yeah yeah and they're at that bar and they're like they show the enterprise d those <laughs> i pointed out in my video it's the same the eagle moss Ship on a little stand, like, and they're like selling them, and nobody wants them or something. Nobody wants the fat one. Like, what is that? I know what. First of all, that ship's not fat. It was like lean, like a manta ray. It was like, no, the fat ship is the Excelsior. It's got that big, huge huge bottom on it, you know, like whatever. I think, I, I don't know. So, anyway, Riker just, you know, Picard tells him Beverly's in trouble, and Riker's like, yeah, I know, we can go to my old ship, the Titan. And we'll just take that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And and the whole coincidence, you even brought this up, I believe, in your review about, um, you know, Beverly's coded message, how somehow Picard's going over all his relics from Enterprise and, and, and some old communicator goes off right at that that moment. In, like, it's, eh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Speaking of thin, I
2: mean, geez, that's a little coincidental. Yeah. But
1: okay. She must they have to somehow made it
2: work. She's like, oh, you know what? I'm in trouble here, but I think Jean-Luc's packing up his stuff <laughs> to leave. So if I message him right now, he'll get it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Frakes is great. I mean, come on. Frakes, uh, Frakes is another, real. I think, really likable person. He sounds like a really good guy. He actually did an Inglorious Trexperts episode after the premiere. Oh, okay. And he was really funny. He dropped a lot of F-bombs. And... <laughs> The one thing he did say is that while they were given a lot of freedom, they were also – how did he put it? I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting him exactly, but he said something to the effect of they were highly encouraged to keep the aesthetic from the other secret hideout Star Trek shows. Really? Wow. Okay. Which is why um, it's so damn dark. Okay. Uh I mean I it I seemed, yeah. I okay. hate it. I mean, I love the design of the Titan. I uh, I think that I and I, I I'm pretty sure like Doug Drexler. I know Mike Okuda worked on this. I think Doug Drexler worked on this. Like you had some guys who worked on the Berman shows come in and work on this show, and that Titan design was really nice. It was classic. It Star was really yeah. Yep. But the interior was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Do they not have lights in the 25th century anymore? I mean, what the hell's going on? (laughs) My biggest complaint with this whole series overall, and I won't mention it again, is that it's just too dark and dystopian. You know, and and I think one of the the best parts of Next Gen is how inspiring and hopeful the whole the tone of the show was and this thing is like dreary
1: it is it is and it seems like they the, the characters especially the characters uh outside of next-gen characters really just are just like like they're just you know so down and so like just even even their jokes are like just really cutting you know cutting people down i don't i don't know i guess they're just maybe they were Encouraged to, to act like that uh, To follow the, the the Typical new Star Trek
2: Yeah uh, it's um, Yeah Starf- Starfleet Is always supposed to have the best of the best And it just seems like yeah. In these new shows They're just the mediocre Of the mediocre at best <laughs> um, And they're all bitter And They just there's too many modern Sensibilities in the way they act And talk you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They don't talk right and we'll get into that too. Um so anyway, we meet Captain Shaw at this point and 7 of 9 is is on this ship cuz they had to carry over a couple of, of characters from the previous seasons. One being 7 and the other one is that Rafi.
1: Huh. See that that's the thing that I don't remember and
2: you probably don't
1: know because we we didn't see that at the at from season two i know seven was there but like how did that end up like was at the end of season two did she just like get commissioned to to do something in starfleet and that's it i don't uh, know that's I how she wound that, up here i mean i, I just know. know
2: that her and raffi were lovers or something
1: right but i mean outside, just her being first the first officer of this ship like is that something that happened at the end I, or like or just something this is totally kind of like new
2: i guess you got me Okay. Yeah. That's for the comment. People in the comments if you actually watched yeah. Picard, tell us what. Watch watched it. <laughs> Cuz I'm not going to go back and watch it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm
2: um, not. Yeah. So um so they they get into trouble on the uh outer rim, if you will. They they leave the our galaxy, is it? Is not our galaxy. What what do they I forgot what they called it? Like Federation space or whatever. Yeah. Federation space. Like basically. as soon as they cross out of it. oh, trouble. Um and of course it's they, the typical bad robot, like big, scary, spiky ship, right? It looks like everything from the JJ movies. Yeah, that um that mining ship. It yeah.
1: reminded me of that mining ship from the first. And and it, that, that's another thing. It's like, geez, they got they got to the edge of Federation Space pretty quick. I mean, you would think that by now Federation Space was like very vast. <laughs> like, but uh they got they got pretty to the edge pretty quick
2: (laughs) thank you for bringing that up by the way because one of the other problems i had with this show is the the absurd science yeah like star trek in the past they would like commission people like even isaac asimov right to consult uh people from nasa to consult and one of my favorite things i was telling my daughter this what i love about star trek and you go back to even like star trek 2 which is basically an action adventure but even in that yeah you know, how long till we can get to the Genesis or until a regular one. And it's like, you know, 16 hours at present speed. Like it took time to get yep. places, which gave them time to debate what to do, to play. Right. And this, they're just, it's like Star Wars, how they, I hate how they just like exploded and out of warp. Boom, and they're just there. And that's it. That's it. You know, that, yeah. It's like Star Wars. These ships start appearing. It's like. That drives me nuts and and you're right they just get from one place to the other like that's not star trek nope nope uh
1: and and you brought up a good point where it's like while they're traveling there's something you know they they discuss what's what's going on what the strategy are gonna but with this with this new Trek, i guess and it's it's like it's whatever's convenient to whoever's directing or writing it's like okay no we want to be there now so let's do... and then there's other times where it's like you're just hanging around doing nothing because you need th- that time to <laughs> to figure out what just happened it's like so it's all
2: discombobulated
1: it doesn't really flow
2: <laughs> and i think you just hit an important point that i was going to get to at some point in this i think my overall criticism of this season is that it's very uneven it's very uneven very right? uneven um, and I saw a lot of things that I saw, unfortunately, with the Orville this season. I see in spades with Mandalorian, especially in season three. Oh, my God. Um, in this, this, there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of pointless filler just to fill yep. out. We're going to do ten. This is a story they could have told in probably four
1: for sure, yeah. I, I mean, just just to give the the, the adequate fan service, I was going to say six, but yeah, I, you probably could have told the story in four.
2: I mean, if this was going to be one of the next generation, this would have felt like a next generation movie because it had it had the, the feels in the character moments we love, but it also had the stupidity and the you know of the, those movies. It could have been like a two and a half hour movie if it yeah. was made, you know. Concurrent to when all the other ones came out, if this was like the fifth next gen movie, they could have told this story right. in two and a half hours um, a lot of this was just bringing everybody back, so you had these emotional moments, and everybody got this yay, it's happy, but um and we'll, as we move a little bit forward, gonna get to one of my biggest nitpicks, but um, yeah, so I guess they get into trouble with this vatic person um. And meanwhile, like, Rafi is undercover for Starfleet, Starfleet Intelligence. Starfleet, yep. And she's trying to track down a lead on... Uh, she had some lead on a Ferengi gangster that was... Well, I forgot what he... What was he selling? I don't remember what he oh, was... Oh, that's like, a good question. Selling weapons or something, right? Or moving a weapon or...
1: Yeah, is it, so, so was she... From the beginning, was she trying to track down who the the theft at the Daystrom Institute? That's what was it was. That come,
2: uh, That's what it was. Yeah, there was like they were going to try to steal some weapon or something from the Daystrom. It wasn't the institute? It was the Daystrom. Oh,
1: like a museum vault or something. or
2: something. Yeah, yeah. And and so she finally gets you know to this Ferengi. It was nice to see it, and it looked like a Ferengi, right? Yeah. Um, and then Worf comes in. This really bugged the hell out of me. <laughs> and again, like you said, it's for plot convenience, right? Because what bothered me a lot about this show was they went for cool factor yep. o- over logic. So Worf comes in and slaughters everyone in this bar, including the Ferengi, chops his head <laughs> off. And, and at the time, the Ferengi was like, he had a, Rafi put a knife through his hand. He was like pinned to the table. So he's kind of defenseless and Worf just chopped his head off, which is it's not like... honorable. And he also just cut the head off his lead witness. Yeah. Like the guy now that they're... they could have interrogated. <laughs> it, and you find out Worf was her boss. He was the one sending her. on. He the was scene. the handler. Yeah. Yeah. So that made no sense. That was really, that bugged the hell out of me. And then he has the nerve, like in the next episode, like I've chosen pacifism over aggression. You just cut the head off and <laughs> slaughtered everybody in a bar. What are you talking about? Like, it's, it's like that's the kind of writing the sloppiness that bugged me through the whole 10 episodes. It was like this contradictory sloppy. Like, did you just listen to what did you? Is anybody proofreading this stuff?
1: Yeah, he, he has that great. Like you said, the Coolness factor has that great entrance. And, of course, Worf is known to be a Klingon. Klingon warriors. They, right. they violence. And then, and then, at, right at sometime afterwards of that same storyline, it's like, oh, I, I've, I've been, was it some some type of meditation? Like, yeah, we're, he was we're doing let, like Zen, right? Or whatever. We're led to believe that he did this big self improvement over not not being violent. Well, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> <You did.
0: laughs> right. And I know they
1: they explained it because you know he was trying to save her life; she was in trouble and stuff like that. But. Um, as you said, it didn't have to be like a total
2: overkill. How many episodes of Star Trek have we watched with Worf in them? Probably oh, three or four hundred, like uh, like three hundred, right? Like DS Nine, yeah. He did one hundred and seventy six next gens, and then half the DS Nines is another hundred, probably, right? So and then the probably movies probably three hundred, I would say, yeah. close to three hundred. Worf. <laughs> He'd lose his mind sometimes. He did try to shoot the view screen in the in the pilot with a phaser, oh, yeah. um, but that was before he was a fleshed out character. Yeah, um, he he knows better than to do that. That was just for cool entrance. That was just for like yep. people to go, oh a- yeah, Worf, check it out, man. You know, but it made it doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of your story. So that bugged me. Um, it also bugged me too that. There was a little bit of that disrespect for Picard and Riker with Shaw. Oh, Um, yeah. and they used the Cisco thing again with the "I was at Wolf three five nine, you were slaughtering Starfleet people." Like, but he wasn't. Like, it wasn't Picard doing that. He was Locutus, and he wasn't right. He didn't do that on purpose. Like, I and I, that yeah, it bugs me that people. I get why Cisco had the problem because his wife was killed and. But he, Cisco also got over it as soon as Picard said, either do the job or we'll find somebody who will. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, you know.
1: <laughs> and we, we get that. We get that from one. and Like, you don't have to keep bringing it up over and over. Like, the Cisco one was perfect because you actually show, don't tell. Like, you actually show him going through that. Right. His, his wife's death, the attack. and So you could see why uh but but with Shaw it was all like we're just just telling the whole story and it's like you're you're you have to use your imagination of what happened and 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 like you said it's it's a repetition of, of all right we got it the first time that you know people are going who died at that battle are going to blame him i i get it but we don't have to keep bringing it up over and over again
2: And 35 years uh, later you know like yeah <laughs> it's a little <laughs> at least like in Cisco's case the wounds were fresh yeah, he, you know, he still hadn't
1: he still hadn't gotten back to being
2: it had been to... like months since he lost his wife and he, was assigned to this He lost himself hole. in
1: the shipyards and he just wasn't going right.
2: to want to come back to duty and yeah. You know. Yeah, and now he's assigned to this hellhole at the edge of nowhere. A Cardassian space station that he's got to, you know, you know, be the peacekeeper between the Bajorans and the Cardassians and all the and everybody who's on there. Yeah. It
1: also seemed kind of petty that Shaw was using that to try to put a bigger wedge between Jack and and like like here's Picard trying to reach out to a person his son that he never knew even existed, and and then Shaw comes in just trying to make it even worse for him by like it's like what it's like wow that's pretty petty.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they wrote Shaw like the high school bully, and and Shaw had a lot of potential because there was upsides to how they wrote Shaw you know he was almost you know and they use this comparison on the Trexperts a little bit he was almost like Ronnie Cox's character uh what was his name um Jellico when he came in on uh chain of command replaced Picard yeah um kind of had that hard ass old school way of doing things um it's just Shaw seemed a little petty and just had it, it, it's the way they write some of these characters that don't have respect for the people who came before them which is a problem with the entire millennial gen z generation yeah. in my opinion they have so lack of respect for their elders my generation i grew up always respect your elders and there's in, there's wisdom to be gained from from them and in these young kids are just like okay boomer because they're smarter than everybody even though they're a bunch of dumbasses. Um and you get that kind of sense of a lot of, a lot of these original characters that they're writing in the new track. You know, it goes back yep. to that first Picard season 1 when he goes to the Admiral even though she's older than him, she shits all over him. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shaw and Shaw did that before he even got to the Borg connection. He was like right at the beginning, he was like, "Yeah, we know you, you almost destroyed the universe three or four times right. in your escapades. And it was like, what the, you, you, you know, the details. you should know the details of that. That's like, they had no choice, but to do that, to save people.
2: Wow. Like, right. right. And, and <laughs> they, were
1: we watching the same thing.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I couldn't believe they were talking about like Picard and Riker with like, Oh you, Fragrant, flag, flagrantly buck the rules whenever it suits you. And I'm like, wait a minute. They say that about Kirk and it's like, yeah, Picard that guy was like by the book He was really by the book yeah yeah. I mean if you want to talk about people who break the rules Let's talk about Benjamin Sisko (laughs) It's a fake (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin Sisko is you know I love love Sisko I think he's like everything that's great about Kirk And everything that's great about Picard Mixed into one guy He
1: is a combination of the two Yeah, Yeah he
2: really is Um and I, I love characters like that that have a lot of gray areas. Picard never really had those. Picard's gray areas were inflicted upon him by the Borg, by the Cardassians. Um, the inner light, where he spends a whole lifetime in this weird reality and kind of taints him a little bit, you know. But other than that, Picard's a stoic, by-the-book, the guy's a, you know, he's he's... <laughs> He's a boxing captain. So which this is, whole yeah, idea that he's I some mean, kind of like renegade rebel is like. Yep. Yeah. Which they turned which him what, into. Yeah. Like they made him a space pirate in the first two seasons, you know.
1: <laughs> and, and and unfortunately, I go back even further, which is why I didn't like. Um, I I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of this movie was. But the, the one where, again, he encounters the Borg again in the, that movie. And he just oh, kind of goes nuts. It's like. It's like, it's like, look, I, I draw the line here and no, no further. What are you talking about? You're, that's not how you act. You, you And he's already, he already had resolved this whole board conflict by then. And it started all over again. Like whoever wrote that, it was like, did, did it you was Ronald. Watch?
2: It was Ronald D. Moore and Brennan.
1: Braga. Okay. Did he watch? Did he even watch their, their their episodes before that?
2: It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> the problem with the next gen movies is they're trying to appeal to a general audience, so they have to turn them into generic action films. Yep. And they have okay. just enough Star Trek for the Star Trek fans, but they're trying to get a bigger audience out of it. So Picard has to become a swashbuckling. I mean, the scene yeah. where he guns down. In the, he gets the machine gun in the holodeck, shuts off the protocols, and guns down his own guys without giving a shit. Yep. You know, because they're Borgified. Yep. Yep. You know, and that order he gives on the bridge, too. I just watched it on 4K. Um, okay. The order he gives on the bridge, you know, you know, the little encounter, Enterprise crewmen have always been assimilated. You know, don't hesitate to just shoot them. You'll be doing them a favor. Like, dude, the, they pulled you back. Yep. Yep. Like seven no, of nine, seven of nine
1: was saved. Years and like, years and
2: years. Hugh, yeah. Hugh was kind of saved, right? I mean, they let him go back to the collective. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Like there was not even a second thought. I was like, wait, there's might be a way to save them. Right. But no, 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 right.
1: That's uh, not the way he, yeah. he acts. But anyways, but that's going way further back. But yeah,
2: but uh, it's that it's, but it's part and parcel of that kind of sloppy. That's why I felt like watching this whole season. It felt like... I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this like I'm watching one of the dumb Next Generation movies. Because all four okay. of them are dumb as fuck. They're dumb. They're not good Star Trek. They're dumb. All four of them are dumb. Um, even yeah, I First Contact, like which is super popular, is dumb. You <laughs> know. No, I didn't like any of them. No. No. Um, so... Uh, Moving forward, so then they find out that um, the Ferengi was like he answered to a Vulcan mobster. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. That was that was really weird. Yeah, to,
1: to have a Vulcan be a mobster. Okay, that's fine.
2: I I had shades of Cybok going <laughs> through my head.
1: Try to figure out the logic of that. Okay. Yeah, like
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true.
1: That that's true. There there was Cybok from.
2: Five, five, so start, yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, I I get what Terry Metallus was trying to do, but I don't think it was. I'm trying to figure out, like, it's hard to put into words or define, but there was just something lacking constantly. Um, like he was trying to pay homage to every single. Iteration of Star Trek from the original series all the way through, and you know uh, the show Enterprise messed around with emotional Vulcans a lot because they were yep. they were a more primitive; they hadn't evolved to their pure logic form yet. There were there were the the head Vulcans. Their council was pretty unemotional, but a lot of the the population yep. was still struggling with that, including Tabal. Um, enterprise i was you know you go back and look at that now it's a lot better than people remember
1: (laughs) yeah as you as you have more and more crap to compare it to yeah it's more steeped
2: in the lore and it feels more like star trek i remember when it came out i was like oh i don't know it's a little kind of canon breaking and
1: that that was my issue with it if they hadn't done that right away it's like right off the bat they're just like just uh, all these things like clearly that's not what ha- like you can't be you can't be face to face with Ferengi when, you know, you, you never knew them until Picard came along. Well, right. it's like the, all those things where people never did the research or, or didn't care about it uh, just threw me off. But, yeah, as as it went on, I liked it better.
2: Yeah, I, I just I bought the series on Blu-ray for Christmas uh, gift to myself and I watched all four seasons pretty quickly. I liked it. I think it was a lot of fun. I like the characters. Um Yeah. I think it's better than Voyager. Uh, Voyager. Oh okay. Voyager, I haven't
1: really made that 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 uh I that was beat, yeah. Voyager
2: kinda is, is the same thing over and over again and the st- there's no stakes to it. Um I felt like there were stakes in Enterprise. In fact, one of the main characters buys the farm. So, you know. Um but we're not talking about Enterprise, we're talking yeah. about Peak Heart. Or Voyager. Yeah, or Voyager. <laughs> So, um, as this, goes yeah, I mean, on... getting back to what you're saying uh, in general,
1: this is a very general statement about this, which is the parts that I like. Yes, they did. They did try very hard for fan service and they brought in a lot of things that reminded you of all the, 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 the series and, and the movies, uh, the, the original, original crew movies. Um, but a lot of that time, uh, but some of the logic and, and some of the stuff that's supposed to make sense kind of Suffered because they were trying so hard to throw those things in.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the whole wharf entrance syndrome. It's like they chose cool over yeah. serving the story. Right. And it, there's so many head scratching moments throughout this, like every episode. And there was a few in the middle where I'm like, oh, now it's really getting good. I actually thought the last couple fell off a little bit, um, but. We're getting ahead again. So <laughs> we find out during this time that Jack is Picard's son and Beverly kinda obvious. It's yeah. the Carol Marcus, David Marcus, Captain yep. Kirk thing. Right from Star Trek Two, yeah. Right from Star Trek Two. Which, you know, at the very beginning too, they're in this nebula with the big bad, and it's like, Oh, there's Star Trek Two. Uh it just <laughs> There's like little... yeah trying try to trying to like stay out of
1: sight of just like they did you know staying out of con sight yeah yeah
2: yeah. so this we find out also that this uh this Vadic this bad guy who first of all here's another mistake I think they made. they had a villain. They had two villains, but we'll get to that in a minute. The, this villain Vadic. Is a scenery chewing bad guy, mustache twirling. If if it was a man, would have a mustache, it, you know. Yeah, I... Which Star Trek, that's the con. That's the con effect. Ever since Wrath of Khan, you get these studio people like, we need a bad guy. Who's the bad guy? <laughs> and I like to say what like Robert Meyer Burnett likes to say all the time on the Inglorious Treksers podcast is that Star Trek doesn't have villains; it has antagonists. What makes the the bad guys on star trek interesting is that you you understand their motivation in fact in some ways you're like well they're not really wrong either this is almost sympathetic to do right you're sympathetic they're just not being a bad guy to be a bad guy they're not being evil to be evil this character vatic was boring way way overboard on the over the top just like mercilessly trying to kill them. We don't know why it just it was it, her scenes bored to pants off me, man. I couldn't take it anymore. And then, so she, one of the weapons she steals is this Warner brothers cartoon thing, you know, <laughs> like where Bugs Bunny would throw this hole at the wall and he'd go through it and come out somewhere else. Yep. This is what she That was the dumbest thing. I, I, I was laughing. I'm like, Really? We have Looney Tunes. We have the fire, the Looney Tunes weapon, Looney Tune weapon away. And, and yeah, Picard, it's, it's, Picard, to... like gives the advice to Riker, like fire everything we've got. And he fires all the torpedoes and they threw the Looney Tunes thing uh, and it and comes then, out the other and side. You
1: get pummeled yeah. there. hit
2: themselves. Uh, I was dying laughing. Like that was, I, I was just so like, dumb. My... <laughs> It was, it was, I don't know. And that led to one of my, I, one, a moment I absolutely loathe, is the, the way Riker treated Picard. Yeah. Get off was, my bridge, you son of a bitch. Like,
1: what? What? They, they, they spent all this time with a camaraderie, you know, th- together at the bar and then, like, trying to convince, and coming up with a heist and all that, and all this. And then just that that scene was like way too much. And then
2: in the very next episode, the very first scene, they're back to like, oh, John Luke, yeah. I'm so concerned about you. It's like you just called him a bastard and threw him. It off could have job.
1: been. It could have just been better a little bit differently without. With the still, we get we we get the point.
2: <laughs> it's Again, like, it's uh, just there it was the unevenness. Uh, very it uneven. Was just, it he, was constant, like yeah.
1: And then, and obviously, I'm I'm gonna. Jump a little bit ahead, where you said the, the this bad guy, this bad guy, woman, whatever. Um, you know, you find out that her one, the 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 whole classic. You had the one job that was that was it was to try to get was to get Jack. So all that time you're barraging this. There's no chance you're gonna completely destroy everybody, including the person you have to have. Um, what? Because uh, right. later on, she starts—you know—way ahead. She starts, you know, killing people just to get him. No,
2: that's what I mean. Like she's and... just on like full-blown let's massacre everything. Yeah, and uh, and then she's I... got this weird hand, right? Her left hand. Oh, where yeah. It cuts off and it turns into a head that looks like Sno- what was his name, Snoke from the Star Wars. <laughs> it looks just like Snoke, and it's like you will kill them all and we will destroy the galaxy and like like what am i watching man (laughs) this is not star trek like what am i watching i don't know so we find out that the changelings this is where he gets his deep space nine in there the changelings from the dominion war are back and after jack apparently and once we find yeah. out about the changelings, is all of a sudden Jack goes from being normal guy to, to uh, possessed demon boy, and he starts having yeah. these weird hallucinations about murdering people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then then he starts having what what I don't know if it's telepathic, uh, you know, taking over premonitions people, uh, or whatever. Yeah, uh, all sorts of things, and he and he and he sud- and he's suddenly uh, like a master master at hand-to-hand combat as well and uh, all this stuff that uh, he's totally changed from, you know, from just this this kind of like introduction of him. Uh, he's a, like a completely different person.
2: <laughs> yeah, he goes from like a curious, he's curious about his role in all of this and he's curious yeah. about whether, you know, he's going to even have a relationship with Picard once this whole news hits the fan. Um, and, and then he goes to like, like Damien, the omen, <laughs> his eyes glow red and he, he sees a red door with like creepy tentacles growing out of it. I'm like, Oh, come on. What's going on here? Um, and that's the JJ J. Abrams mystery box component of the show. Uh, Gotta have the mystery box. What's behind the red door? Jeez. Take the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's behind Door number two? Um, so this cat and mouse thing went on for a couple episodes, and then like Riker gets captured at some point, and he ends up on this on Vatik ship, right? Yes, right. Okay. In a, I, I remember in a, and that's when all of a sudden she had already kidnapped. Troy. Troy Deanna Deanna's already in there which led to another dumbass scene like what? if you haven't watched Bird of Prey 5's reviews of these they're very long but they are hmm. so detailed and Bird of Prey 5 oh. forgets more about Star Trek than you and I know combined
1: Wow. okay like
2: he gets like he figures out I'm like wow I would have never thought of that like scene by scene like this what this should have been I'm like wow um they're great and I was dying laughing because I didn't, I didn't quite catch it at the time until he brought it up. But then I was like, "Holy shit! She's like treating his wounds with no medical kit, no bandages, no." Yeah, she's like, "Sit still while I tend to your wound with, with what?"
1: With what? Yeah. Well, like, empathic powers. I don't know.
2: Uh, but again, like that's just like. That's, That's dialogue sloppy. for dialogue's sake, right? This, it's like, oh, they're trapped in a cage, let's have her say this stuff about treating his wounds. But like there's the situation like doesn't work with the dialogue. There's no nothing there for her to use. Like she didn't even like tear the sleeve off her and use it as a tourniquet. Nothing. It was stupid. And this at the same time, I guess, like so everybody from Vaddic ship went over to the Titan right they decide they're going to take over The Titan yep. they figure out a way Which this is Another stupid thing and you You know DS9 better than I do and I love DS9 Where Beverly starts going on about How the changelings are evolved and they've Figured out how to simulate organs They've never been able to do that before They could do that On Deep Space Nine uh, How? How They could that? do that on Deep Space Nine I mean
1: Odo old... Uh, okay. Yeah, they, they 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 already had established that like how they could, uh, kind of come close to
2: uh, close control, enough. Like, right. Remember, control, they put like four of know, them on Earth and like took over the yeah. whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if you examine them, you could you would see all the organs there, and right. it's like yeah, that's that's okay.
2: But in this dumb yeah. show, they insinuate that they're just made of goo. Like if you poked a hole in them, just goo would ooze out. That's that's really
1: which which brings up the other thing where where Shaw sends uh seven uh, hunting changeling hunting and it's like so she's just trying to find a bucket so every single changeling has a bucket somewhere that's how you're (laughs) gonna find that's how you'll find the changeling that was really weird that's like she was trying to find go into a quarters to find a bucket to go into
2: yeah that's right but
1: you didn't have to that's not what they had to do I mean I know they have to regenerate, but but, but not necessarily in that container. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird the way. The way. I, I, it was great that she was like kind of has a secret mission she has to find. But that's how you find try to find them? I don't know.
2: Yeah. And, you know, yeah. this whole idea that they found a way to get around the security protocols on the transporter because they've figured out how to simulate <sighs> human organs. They were was... doing that 35 years ago. You know, they were... T- that two parter where they go, they think Earth is infested with them, and you find right. out like they used like three or four of them, and and they were able to like take over everything. And take, it's, pay,
1: pay, yeah, basically take over. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: You know, it's it's. I get the feeling that he Deep Space Nine was in a show he didn't watch too much of. Um, yeah,
1: it was just he was just trying to use that one concept and didn't mm. really do the research. And again. The main thing behind this is to try to give as much fan service there is, but, like, not really do
2: much with the the main story. Right. Uh, right. So, one of the things we forgot to mention is that Geordie LaForge's daughter is the helmsman. Yep. Yeah. Or the navigator. And that reeked of generations, didn't it? With the... <laughs> When they when they get on when oh, they're, Picard they're and Riker ch- get on there and they're like, Oh, this is Jordy's daughter. It was just like when Chekhov introduced Kirk to Sulu's daughter in a generation. It was like the
1: same yep, scene.
2: Yep. There was a lot of that going on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh God. Um but then they they decide after they get back to Federation Space to in to go recruit Jordy, get Jordy's help now. And Geordie comes aboard with his other daughter, and then we find out they have an estranged relationship. There's like, what's the girl? Sydney's the one on the ship. Sydney, right? yep, yep. And then his other daughter's name is... Um... I, I, I oh, for God, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, they sort of get along, but Geordie and Sydney do not get along. They haven't spoken in years.
1: And and is, like, the only thing I got out of that was, and maybe there's something more to it, was that just because she wants to be someone
2: other than an engineer so that's why he's they big thank you dumb cute more it? dumb dialogue right that the, the scene what? where she's telling seven like oh um you know my father was an engineer but i wanted to be a helmsman and he didn't want me to he started that way yeah he, he one, that he's way. The, driving the ship remember that was the joke the blind guy drives the ship yeah
1: but but we just just a common sense regardless of that that's like that's that's a a reason to have this big rift it's like just because your kid wants to do something different that's like what
2: it, it's pretty that's stupid a- because in the last episode they have the cook on the bridge right and he's like i'm just a cook i don't uh, he goes but i did take navigation 101 or whatever he says right? <laughs> like so they all have to take how to drive a ship when they're yes. in the academy whether you end up being a helmsman yeah, or yeah, not of right you all have to take so like what's the what's the problem here? Like so she liked that better than engineering and now Jordy right. doesn't talk to her anymore? So what? <laughs> that doesn't sound too evolved, Mr. LaForge. And here's nope. my other question. Why is Jordy like the curator of a spaceship museum when he's like top engineer? I mean, like, I you just see took Scotty that as running that a book. museum.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I you're right. He you should be at the cutting edge of things but I just took that as that's what he chose to like at this retire yeah Uh, you know that's what he wanted to do he wanted to take care of all the classic ships and stuff like that that's the way I took at it but yeah you would think he'd be like on the innovative side of things because he's so good but yeah yeah
2: Yeah, you think he'd be like designing future tech at Starfleet headquarters or something you know not like out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of broken down old ships you know but that's where we get the biggest member berry scene, like, and it was kind of cool. But at the same time, it was like this, this scene was thrown in here just to just to evoke an emotional response from the viewing audience, like, because we got to see like the HMS Bounty Bird of Prey, oh, yeah. the original Enterprise, of course, like original. all that stuff, right? Voyager, Voyager, yeah. and the. The Defiant, and it's like. The,
1: oh, the, the right. The Defiant's even. that's the one It was that...
2: even the way it was constructed where, where, you know, Seven's going through the thing, like, oh, how about this? Like, she's like quizzing them. Do you know what that one is? Do you know what that <laughs> one is? Do you know what that one is? It's like, oh. Yeah, that was definitely. Uh, like, or, that another. served zero purpose to the plot, but it got everybody going, but, oh, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. Which, by the way, Mr. Metallus while we're on the subject has been blocking people on Twitter who've criticized his TV show. And one of his most absurd tweets was like, I'm tired of people saying this is full of member berries. That means they watched (laughs) South Park and learned a new word. What? No, we, we watched South Park and South Park geniusly found a word that basically is nostalgia prey, right? You're preying on nostalgia. Yeah. And so it's called. Yeah, you know, they they labeled it member berries, but it's this whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. I mean, it, it just. It, I why have a problem just, with. I mean, why don't you just admit it?
1: That's what. Just this, admit it. This whole season was just. All that's for all that. it was. That's, I mean, I mean, and that and that and that's fine for it to be that way. I mean, you want to like bring, you want to give a gift to. You know, I appreciated a lot of it. Um, so you know, did I, so. but I
2: wish it served the story better. Yeah, definitely. Because like, it was, again, with the unevenness where they would have scenes like... It, it, I wrote just this poster of yeah. emotion where I'd be like, oh, that was great. And then the next scene is the dumbest thing ever. And, you know, and it just, it was so uneven. And then you had yeah. a scene like that, which is like, that's just pandering to our emotions. I mean, that's, that was that was dumb dumb <laughs> um so yeah and you know the we also had the scene like is that the episode where tuvok is at the beginning
1: oh that's right is that the, the next way, um... one
2: when you find out like no. tuvok was a uh, changeling
1: yeah because that that's when they find out that they that uh, they have um or she's trying they're trying to find out where riker is i think yeah 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 uh, that's right and and um yeah Tubag, and then that whole little interplay about figuring out if it's really him and or or it's a changeling uh from 7 of 9 okay uh okay, <laughs>
2: so, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah all right now so so
1: i mean so I, it's like it, it it it's another one where it's like you first she kind of falls for it for it to come up with a dramatic thing and then she figures it out. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just do that from the beginning or was where she just hit with emotions right away and then and then had to think about it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh,
2: maybe Tim Russ's contract stated that he needed X amount of screen time. <laughs> so they had to <laughs> drag it out a little bit. Maybe <laughs> he's like, I'm not coming back for one line. You got to give me, <laughs> you got to give me something to do here. And I, yeah, okay. was it me? cuz he does show up at the end as actual yes, he does. actual uh Tuvok but his ears didn't look right. Is it because uh, he's bald now? Like he's got Yeah, hair? maybe that's what it is. Or it's gray hair. I don't know, but his ears looked like they were going straight out instead of
1: <laughs> you Yeah. Know what I mean,
2: it just he didn't look right. I know he's lost some weight, he's older now. Yep. But And it was nice to see him. I love Tuvok. Um but Okay. I kept waiting for Cisco to show up. Anyway, moving ahead. That would have
1: been really. I mean, they would have gotten me there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that. Would... <laughs> so they they meanwhile like Worf and Raffi are in. That's where Riker got captured. We forgot this whole thing where right. they go to the the. Uh, that the Dyson. Um... Whatever it is. Uh, you, Institute you of before. Institute of storage of weird shit, and they go in there and then vault the, that's what you said you said like vault, a vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, um, and this is where they're this is where the big secret whatever thing that they think vadic's after is in there, right, yep, and they go in there and there's like kirk's corpse, Cork. yeah, that was wow what
1: the- what, what made them do that choice?
2: How about the, and Genesis then the Genesis torpedo yep. Two. the Genesis two torpedo.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this vault was perfect for, for this whole thing. Cause you, you could put literally anything that went back to any episode, any series. So, and so and then they,
2: there's like some kind of killer Tribble or something in there. And yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, Moriarty. And then Moriarty comes out like, what? <laughs> and, again, it's like, um, I know that was a popular episode, but Moriarty? And then they As find. As a caretaker? <laughs> yeah. And, and then they, Riker figures out the, the thing with the, the song. Oh, yep. He hears those tones, you know. Which is a uh, part goes back doo, to doo, encounter doo, doo, doo. at far point. Not or close something. encounters, but yeah. Pop goes to Weasel, right? Yeah. And yep. uh, goes back to the encounter at far point. Yep. 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 And then he figures out holy crap. It's our dear departed, three times dead, Data. <laughs> it's him. And he's oh, he's old. Like,. Now, I didn't watch the other two seasons, but I know Data was sort of looked like classic Data. Yeah, I mean, I... Brent Spiner's put on weight in his age, but they still try to make him look as classic Data. Now, with deep fake technology and the de-aging process where it's at these days, why didn't they just de-age him? I mean, he's an android. It really bugged me that like they have this thing with Dr. Soon going ah I've made the perfect data because I made him an old man. Like, <laughs> and he's half lore and half data. And he's old like me. He's perfect now. And then right next to him is the, the data, the classic data head. Why did they just de-age Brent Spiner?
1: I don't know. I, it's, I I think they also threw, it was like a multiple personality data. They had like D4 yeah. in there and in lore maybe a, Maybe a too. I don't know
2: if, if she was in oh, there too. Oh yeah, and, and soon, uh, like everything. And Soong, yeah. But then when they bring him to the ship and Jordy's there, like working on him, like they have to like they need data, like to they're locked in the ship, right? They, 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 oh, the command codes got over taken over or whatever, and they need yep. to get the ship back, and they need well, data can do that, but he has to fight Lore first in his brain.
1: Yeah. The... Take over the body. I, I don't know.
2: Did you notice too what they did with the colors?
1: No, oh, I must have. I must have like watched it real quick. Uh, no, no, I didn't.
2: Lores the bad one, so they made him oh. red, like the yeah. party they don't like, and they made Data the guy oh. blue. Jeez, that like flew the party right they by do me. Like, wow! And they said the blue just went and killed all. Oh her. wow! Jeez
1: couldn't just could, couldn't just have one thing where you didn't have to bring that shit into sorry. it sorry
2: wow. well maybe i read no, not maybe
1: not, I... not you, not you specifically that no
2: maybe i you. read too deep into it but that's the first thing i thought of wow <laughs> gosh yeah so anyway good data wins and these happy times and they get the shit back right i'm just again audience like we we watched this once so the yeah, you know, it's, it's some of these episodes are months ago. Um. Anyway, everybody's reunited, and the one scene I really, really loved is when Picard gets them all in the conference room.
1: Oh, that I that was what was the great.
2: observation room, and they sit down, and he says, "It's been a long time since we've all sat around this table." And Riker's like, "Yeah, too long," and like that was a that was classic that was really- right there. I was like, "Yes." This feels right, and there were parts that felt right, and there were parts that felt so. Oh, they're wrong. definitely, yeah. Um, so Jack is still having his problems, and then, um, counselor Troy sits in. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say gives Troy something to do. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and decides that she's gonna open the red door. Now, let me ask you. Be honest with me. <laughs> what since they built up to this door for like three episodes, right? We're going to find out what's behind this door. In fact, they dragged it out so long. I thought the previous episode, they were going to open that door and they didn't do it. Like they waited as long as they could to open this door to reveal what was in there. Did you, what did you think was in there? Did you suspect what was in
1: there? Oh, uh, first, I'm going to say that that that's kind of one of the, the, the my negatives about this, that, it took so long it's like every single episode it was like it was like vatic saying jack you're something different you're you're not who you think you are. You're, you're 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 you serve a purpose every every episode you get something that he is something more than what he really you know than just picard's son and they it took it took, like why did you have to go all those episodes and of course they had to drag it out because they determined they want to make 10 episodes so uh wow that 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 dragged re- on forever yeah,
2: repetitive and, dialogue like really I, repetitive dialogue
1: i guess maybe i didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about it i mean i certainly didn't think anything about about borg or anything like that i thought i thought it was going to be something related to the changelings uh, to be honest i i don't know i didn't really have any like really great insight into what what that, that might be
2: i'm glad you said it that way too I thought it would have something to do with the changelings, which means what was behind the door had nothing to do with the changelings. And we spent eight yeah. episodes with the changelings, um, and I thought
1: that was kind of cool that they brought that they brought a mystery that with the changelings in it. And uh, but it that that just got dropped like like it's like what?
2: Somehow I, I had a feeling. Um, I okay. got the feeling the episode before that it was going to be the stupid Borg again. Yeah, because that's the go to like that's the lazy go to, you know what I mean? It's just like it's not that I dislike the Borg. It's just that they've used them so much and they've. You know, and I'm not the only I'm like, I'm not going to take credit for this observation, but the more times they beat the Borg, the less dangerous the Borg is right.
1: Well, didn't they just make them kind of like. Uh, again, I didn't watch this, so maybe people can say tell me exactly what happened. But it, it wasn't season two. They, the that they they had they made a they made a city out of like people were taking over a cube and they were just kind of living there, like having some kind of that was in season you know. one.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, it was season one. That's when they ripped like yeah. eyeball out,
1: and and I was like, yeah. So I'm like, at that point, I that's why I didn't think any, it had anything to do with the Borg behind the the red. Well, I was, think like, in
2: season two that annoying like that girl, the Allison pill, the actress. Oh, doesn't she okay. like become some kind of hybrid Borg queen? I think at the end. Yeah. Of the yeah. Too. Okay. All right. So they're like half human board. I don't know what they're, I don't know what it is, but then Beverly's like, Oh, the Borg. We haven't seen them in 10 years. Uh, no, it's been like 10 months actually.
1: <laughs> but yeah, to your point, it's like, you know, you got the, the best of both worlds effect and everybody's, tr- everybody's always trying to get that effect. You're never going to get that effect no matter how, what you do you, you, Voyager I know they, they were in the Delta Quadrant so they had quite a few run ins uh, you, you know obviously you had Seven become a, a member so it's like why do you have to come back coming back to that but okay
2: yeah Um and it's funny too because that prior episode Deanna goes to the door and then she's like ah and like runs away Yep. and then they redo that whole scene again in the very yep. beginning of the next episode I'm like They already did, like, okay, take my happy pills and just go with it. Um... (laughs) So I'm getting kind of lost in all this too. It was Shaw. Shaw was already killed too, right? No, he wasn't. Well, now we find out, like, oh, there was that scene too where Vatic has the it's the Star Trek three scene. The Krug. Scene, oh, like, yes. Yep. That's I'm gonna one. execute every one of these people unless you give me whatever. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And um and and just blows that little Vulcan girl <laughs> Yeah. It disintegrates. That was awful. But that was the, the scene before that like during that scene, Jack like possesses somebody. Yep. To Takes try to their... disconnect the com- the give the command codes back to the and then she figures – Vatic figures it out and then shoots the – Now, how did Vatic, like, know? Like, Yeah. Ha, ha, Vatic's ha, not a Borg that we know. I don't know how they figured it out. I don't know
1: how she figured it out. I was like, what? Okay.
2: Uh, so when they get the ship back, they – made no sense. They launch her out the airlock. Why is there an airlock on the bridge, oh, by the way? <laughs> like, what if that ever malfunctioned? The whole command crew has gone out the door that that is that is weird, so uh, <laughs> anyway they I know walk. they
1: built they built her up all that time, and it's okay and then, bye
2: and and again, I'm the swearing the swearing of oh. fucking solids is her last line as she flies. like why do these characters talk like college kids yeah and, like
1: like it's just. So, Cause there's writers like that, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah, they're terrible. They're they're not. They're, he wrote a lot of the shows too.
1: You gotta Nicholas. you gotta project yourself forward. You're not you're not writing for kid, for today. Uh, meaning like people who, who talk like today. It's like,
2: geez. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, uh, Shatner said it best. Gene Roddenberry would be rolling in his grave. Gene Roddenberry yeah. used to fight people on the way the characters spoke to one another. You think he would, like, you know, that scene where Shaw tells, like, Riker and Picard, oh, I already called Starfleet, so you guys better hurry up and get your bullshit story straight. You know, like, you know, and he's like, I'm a dipshit from Chicago. Like, you're the captain of this ship, man. You don't talk like that. Yeah. Captain Stu being on the love boat didn't talk like that. Right. It's just, that's what he's bothers supposed, me. And he's supposed to be like a... A, a by the book guy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, the regulations and stuff. Yeah, but, he
2: won't even call seven of nine seven of nine. He wants to call her Hanson. Yeah, her Earth name. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you know he won't acknowledge the Borg thing. Anyway, whatever. So some Vatic gets yeah, so they here at the hatch.
1: They, yeah. So they. Oh, right. That comes to that. Uh, my other gripe about how. um, they, what, what was it that they, they used to take over? It's like, oh, because this, the cere- cerebral cortex of, of people younger than 25 isn't fully developed. That, that's really? Because I over.
2: thought they said at six years old they can pick their gender. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that, was, that that's was a different kind
1: of like yeah. on the edge that how they decide that. Yeah, because the younger. brain,
2: the human brain is not fully developed till you're 26 years old. So, so twenty five yeah. and under would have visas, right. right? But so the,
1: the the young kid, yeah. So the young uh, crew take tries to take over the ship. So
2: yeah. we find out through Beverly's exposition <laughs> that Picard, when was he was made into Locutus, they took the Borg parts out, but his DNA was still altered at some level. And and this was, in a way, Terry Metalis's best callback because in first contact, Picard says he can still hear the Borg. He can hear them a lot. Yep. Yep. So that explains why that took place, right? Because there's, there's still a piece of the Borg in him. And that's fine. Yep. Okay. But this idea that they like took his... So he... His semen <laughs> passed it to Jack. So Jack is part Borg and then the changelings... I'm still confused. So the changelings
1: they uh, they they stole um, Picard's
2: body cuz he's a robot Picard now. Right. They stole his body and assimil they did their changeling assimilation to get his DNA so that they could then put it into the transporter buffer. Yep. So that the transporter would create a bunch of Borg people.
1: Yep. That's did I get it. that right? Uh, I mean, it, 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 the more, the more, and more you go, I, I'm thinking, oh gosh, this is really bad. But okay, that's.
2: that's Hang yeah, on, that's, I got to ask Danny Glover. He's right over here. <laughs> Danny, did I get that right? He said that's pretty thin, Riggs. So pretty thin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and again, thin's my middle name. So. <laughs>
2: I just want Gosh. to make sure that that's we waited eight episodes of ten to get that goofy ass explanation. That's almost as bad as the Looney Tunes portal whole thing. Oh, that yeah, they never yeah. used again. Oh, by the way, and and <laughs> oh, yeah, and that brings me to another point too. When they get control of the ship again, Shaw says to Seven, "Do the honors." This is after they shoot Vadic out the airlock. That's on the bridge for some stupid reason, and she. <laughs> Now instead of engage tractor beam, let's tow this thing into Starfleet and dismantle it to a starbase and dismantle it and figure yeah. out what's going on. What's Vadic doing? What are the changelings' involvement in all this?
1: Fire everything we've
2: got and blow it up. She blows up the ship. Just blows it up. And, and it I goes still back don't to Wharf cutting off the head of the Ferengi. It's the same thing. It's so and fucking I still don't stupid. know what the
1: what. I don't know what the changelings stake in this is.
2: Why would the changelings team up with the Borg?
1: I have no idea. And and if they did, then they wouldn't just stop midway. It's like, yeah, you take over from here. You got it. You got this. I'm going to put this
2: in reverse for a second. (laughs) Okay, Okay. We're going back to DS9. Oh. Now, the changelings were the heads of the Dominion. Yep. The Dominion were several species. And they wanted to come to the Alpha Quadrant through the wormhole, and conquer. Yep. They enlisted the help of the Jem'Hadar, which was, you know, a savage warrior race that was, you know, propped up on drugs to to survive. That they were feeding them, and the uh, oh god, I just drew a blank. It's, it's like two in the morning. What's the what was the race the the, the... The one the Jeffrey Vorta? Combs played. The, the Vorta.
1: I think it was Vorta. It yeah.
2: was the Vorta. They
1: kind of just handled the, the the management of...
2: Right. They were the managers <laughs> of the Gemadar. They kept yeah. them... The
1: Jem'Hadar the Jem, fought and they kind of like, you know, decided when how much to give them to keep them in line.
2: Right. The <laughs> Tidracell White or whatever it was called. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, right? So the the Changelings enlist the Vorta to become their middle management to handle these, these savage Jem'Hadars. And the Jem'Hadar's mission is just to go lay waste, right? Yep. So wouldn't you think, just saying, that if the Changelings came across the Borg and the Borg said, we're going to assimilate you into our our collective, that the Changelings would say, oh, really? We're going to wipe you out with our jem hadar and they would have a cataclysmic territory battle i don't think they would work together at all that's because they they both have the hap- same goal yeah in a way the changelings also go and assimilate people right it's like yep. the same they have the same thing the same purpose so you're it's left up in the air like what was the like what was the motivation for that like what was they the think whole... the would was... so did the borg approach them hey uh Got a proposition for you yeah because yeah. our, our uh we, we keep we, we keep using get... the Starfleet, so uh no the borg doesn't negotiate with anybody like we how never this get this to... happen
1: we never know uh,
2: i i will say
1: this and again going back to voyager that um um when they meet meet up with them there is another species species 8472 yes, that we we're, we're where they are kind of forced to work with Jane Yes. Uh, to, to get, I remember those. Yeah. But 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 their ultimate intent is to betray them and just take them over afterwards. Right. So it's not like they were gonna be like okay with it. And of course Jane Way figures it out and and you know double crosses. Well them too, maybe they were actually, gonna
2: double cross the changelings here too.
1: Maybe. But 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 how did that even begin? Like I couldn't fathom how it even started
2: now they made it pretty clear too that these changelings are not from the great link these are like these are like renegade um, changelings who just are so mad at what happened what's what yeah what happened at the end of the dominion war that they're gonna get revenge on starfleet or whatever because the whole thing is to take down frontier day right like the whole plan is to take down frontier day which let's go to frontier day
1: Oh gosh! Oh, we forgot too. I, but we
2: had a cameo from Ensign Rowe really in here too it. at some point. Remember? So the Intrepid comes, uh, uh, yep. And Ensign Rowe comes over, and it's like, oh, it what? Like, what happened to her Bajoran nose? It was like barely visible. Uh, Do you notice like, that? Uh, I didn't, know she didn't like a Bajoran to me. <laughs> no, she just looked like Michelle Forbes. Yeah. Um, almost and, like,
1: almost like Michelle. Yeah, I'll do it, but don't do
2: all this crap to me. Or to right? She wouldn't even put the <laughs> earring on. Like she put the earring and she gave it to Picard. Or yeah. Whatever. But then, like, <laughs> she commits suicide. Like, yeah. She, really they, I mean, me. she she
1: senses that they're gonna come after the Titan and right.
2: I just felt like her character would not go down that easily. She would just go back to the Intrepid and fight like hell
1: i have a problem with with that whole concept of just bringing in all these like kind of popular secondary characters yeah. just to get rid just of them five them. minutes later it's like i hated that
2: it's like i did too uh
1: and really picard after 25 what was it 25 30 years he's really that emotional over what she did like Back then,
2: again, it's almost like there was no time to resolve anything. It was Um, almost like Shaw with the Wolf Three. Wow, and 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 his schism with Beverly, like really, they went twenty years without talking. Wow, like I mean, that's
1: that's a lot of grudges that um, happen in in the future that you would think will be more
2: evolved to to figure out. And of all people, Jean Luc Picard, who was the most evolved of them all, right? And he's carrying grudges around for decades. Yeah, anyway, that's what I mean. Like, this is what bugged me about it. I don't care how many great touchy-feely, emotional, nostalgic moments you throw into these things. It was really poorly written, I think, like, for for these reasons. And then so we get to Frontier Day, which right off the bat I started laughing with their goofy-ass science again. Fireworks in space. <laughs> I mean, I know we have ships blow up and stuff and there's no oxygen, but Fireworks? That that's a little back to being thin again. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah. So out comes the Enterprise F, which was oh, going yeah. to be decommissioned, right. right? But there's the fine Is there? They're they're going to fly it out for Frontier Day and then decommission it, and it's commanded by, yeah, of course, Shelby.
1: You get another one, another pop uh, popular secondary character, just to to get her demise. Uh,
2: it was around and, this time and, I was waiting for Ronnie Cox to show up as Jellico. <laughs> I was just waiting for it, Admiral Jellico. Um, and she, like I, I like I
1: said this before, you know, before we got on here. It's like, wow, Commander Shelby was so much more sharper. <laughs> and I guess age does get to you, because she seemed kind of like, what, what's going on here? <laughs>
2: what what she was just like like oh my god like this is awesome we're flying in formation and like there's fireworks and stuff (laughs) and this is like the day that enterprise nx01 left space dock with archer and look we have this new programming that lets all the ships become one giant ship
1: (laughs) again first this is where i kind of fell off the where i'm like
0: again again,
1: number one Whose bright idea was to have every single ship in the fleet in one area where a potential—I uh, know they recall
2: everybody back except for the tiger. can yeah
1: can keep you there can, can just get you all in one spot. That's number one, and then this whole technology about networking again making it easier for people to just take over all the ships together. You know. Uh, you know, it made me think about the Star Trek two with the prefix code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they
2: None had the that. prefix code in there. Remember? <laughs> Seven says, get all the prefix codes for all these yep. ships and, and we're going to take yep. their... So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I'm like, what dumb idiot wanted that? But, okay. <laughs> and then they, they, like, were they trying to spell letters or something when they went in that form? Oh, 8? that I... I didn't know they made those weird symbols like when they all the ships ganged up, it was kind of weird. I don't know, (laughs) but that was really dumb. So, and then meanwhile, like, so our intrepid crew goes back to Jordy's museum because he knows, hey, there's a ship that doesn't have that programming in it that we can use.
1: Yeah, we all knew this was
2: coming too. This was as obvious as the Borg behind the door. Well,
1: okay, so I want to ask, how did that? come about because they, they the young crew had taken over we're we're we're, were putting we fighting mm-hmm. um Shaw and and Seven and I think Rafi was there or whatever yeah and oh yeah Raffi fought and, people
2: with guns with, with she brought a knife to a gunfight
1: yeah and then and then <laughs> Seven somehow goes like this tells tells Picard and right okay go 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 like tells the old conveniently tells the old next-gen crew to get out of there while and then they he had, gets shot like like, if their whole plan was to fight off, to take Titan back, why wouldn't they all just stay and take the Titan back? Right. Like, I thought the whole plan was to try to get out, save themselves. No, you guys go. We'll stay here and make, make a last stand. And of course, Shaw dies or whatever. But
2: yeah, I was. A little... what,
1: what, was that the whole plan to like. All get in the shuttle to go find. Like they didn't know they were gonna find the Enterprise. Maybe George. did. did but yeah, but he didn't. Didn't seem to convey. Okay, I I know what to do. Everybody from the original crew, please come with me or something. Like that. So, so how they all kind of just conveniently escaped, leaving seven, and I forgot how many other people she had with her to try to to try Not to take over. Not too many.
2: They and, they... and
1: actually, prior to that, they figured out that that was. Remember, you said you actually figured out the the, the science, how anybody under twenty six was going to start turning, and they figured that out on the bridge. Yeah. They they actually figured it out, and then Sydney starts acting like like after right after they figured that out, Shaw's like, okay, um, lay in a course. We gotta we gotta do this, right. and of course Sydney Sydney doesn't respond at all. And they're like. He's like, did you hear me, dude? It's like at this point, don't you think she's acting a little weird? Like, act now. Don't wait until they start. That whole thing really made me look like how stupid can you be? You you know what's happening? Yeah. Get on top of this
2: again. No. Again, the sloppy writing where characters don't—they're not consistent in their actions. Yeah. Um, Okay. You know, and he's the captain, and he's the captain.
1: Captain. (laughs) So, yeah, they figured out how to get Seven, you know, promoted, Yeah, so but,
2: Seven's yeah. got, like, a couple freedom fighters there, and she's got, she got Raffy, and they, and they like, they locked themselves on the bridge. The cook, that's right, the, the cook. The yeah. and, yeah, and, and they locked themselves on the bridge, and they start to, <laughs> this bugged me, too. This really bugged me. Um, again, they've made Seven of Nine into, a, like, the Terminator, the Mistress Terminator, going back to Season 1, where she had, like, two rifles and, like, just annihilating yep, people. Yep this is starfleet and i know they're like borgified and by the way is like 90 percent of starfleet under 25 years old because they like took See, over everything
1: it seemed like yeah like there wasn't any except there, the excelsior no other... so they
2: blew up the excelsior and they blew up the enterprise f they killed them that is the two i guess those were the two old peoples that they were the
1: i guess those are the two where the older crew was able to fight them off that's it out of like i don't know how much like a uh, like hundred two hundred were those sh- two ships because
2: many... they're decommissioned are they like were they like the vans that come pick up senior citizens and bring them to the grocery store <laughs> so they just blew those up and
1: <laughs> i mean i would think they would be extensive like again we get this whole thing about timing mm-hmm. i would think that there would be a lot of fighting among among a lot of ships like Uh, Internally on
2: the, on internally,
1: I mean, within each other, like before they could all get in formation and all that shit. Right. It's like, it would take a long time for the ships to be taken over. I would think, unless like you said, it's all young crew that, that, that,
2: well, that, and you know, again, they just have this weird, they, they, they compress time to just it, you know, it's plot armor.
1: Yeah. I know. You
2: know, Oh, we need this to happen. So it just happens. Um, you know, and then and then Seven just goes on this killing spree again. She starts blowing up all these starships. Like, Picard made it a point, like, you know, Geordi's like, my daughter, Jesus. And he's like, we'll get them back. We'll get, we'll get back, Jack yeah. back. We'll, we'll get them all back. We'll save them all. all, the, yeah. we'll save yeah. them all. Yeah. Really? Because while well, in first contact, you just went on a murder spree yourself, <laughs> saying they can't be saved. But this time they can be saved. Um, but then Seven just goes, like, just starts blowing them up. Starts killing them. Yep. And she yep. herself is a saved Borg. You think she'd have a little compassion? You think she'd be like, "There's got to be a way. Let's just target the end, disable these ships." Not. Yeah. She's try, just try, like going on right these up. strafing runs, just like carpet bomb them all, fire yeah. everything we got. Like you know, it was insane. I was like, "This is just a new level of stupid." I just don't like that. That's again, for every all- great moment, there was a stupid fucking thing like that.
1: It's the whole thing, like you said, trying to appeal to a larger audience with all. Hey, let's blow things up. Let's, let's just blow, blow up. shit up.
2: And I'm sorry. I agree. Bird said the same thing on on his review. I'm just. I agree with him a hundred percent. The dogfight scenes in Deep Space Nine from thirty years ago looked better. Oh yeah. Than that space oh, yeah. battle. That looked stupid. That was a cluttered mess. It's impossible to see what's going on. They have that shot of the starbase and there's like lasers coming from everywhere just hitting it. It's
1: just a, like a random thing it and it's like
2: just it, uh, there's no emotion in the scene. You don't care about anything that's happening or who's on these ships or what's. You don't care. You just don't care. It's just stupid digital nonsense, which we'll get to more of in a minute, but so our Intrepid crew flies again takes them about 20 minutes to get back to the space museum all this is like happened I'm like I'm this whole time too like you like you were saying I'm thinking like wait a minute how long does it take they so they just went from there to there and then but they're still but this is happening concurrently but so how long did it take them to do that and get back to here whatever on a shuttle right doesn't matter
1: and I know shuttles probably have warp capability by now but like the runabouts but still
2: not warp 9 no no so they go to the museum and Jordy pulls the he pulls the the cloth off the the big reveal oh Oh, yeah last time you were here I kind of hid this one it's the Enterprise (laughs) Day by Jove it lives yeah that's the ultimate you know and it functions, yeah. I made sure this one functions. It's my favorite. Yep. And Picard's like, "How did you do that? It crashed and died." Well, well, we picked up the saucer from whatever that planet was called in generations. And uh, what what do you say? You got the parts. They got from the nacelles but... from in the, the. They got the the back end, the engineering end, from the USS. Was it Saratoga or something like that? Syracuse? I don't remember. Something to do with New York. <laughs> you know what they should have done? They should have called it the Ticonderoga, since that's where the set thing, you know, the sets are in Fort Ticonderoga. Yeah. That's what they should have called it. Um, Come on. That's a member, Barry. They let get away. So, um, or a reference anyway, Easter egg. So they get on the Enterprise D, and for the first time, all series the lights are on you can see now it's not as bright as it was on yeah next gen but but still still compared to the dark dystopian bridges of all these other ships now you're really
1: getting the big wide wide open space and all the lighting yep
2: yeah it was nice it's funny because up to that point before there was an episode where the ship was getting hit and like the remember they were having power surges I remember Picard and Beverly are in sickbay, and it's like, it's getting really yep. bright. And I'm like, oh, leave it on like that. I can actually see them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then, you know, they have the hero shot of the D flying out of the thing. It, it looked awesome. You knew it was coming. You knew somehow they were going to yeah. get back on that ship, yeah. right? Um, so I was like, whatever. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I, I liked it. I liked that, too. What the, What the hell? Uh and do you notice something I don't know if you picked up on this I immediately picked up on it So uh, Patrick Stewart's like 83 right And his timber's pretty much gone He talks like this now right Did you notice that when he got on the bridge of the D It came back Yeah it did how uh, to yeah it came it back, back which makes me wonder was he was he doing was he doing that affectation to, like, show that Picard's just over the hill now and he's tired and old. Did he do that so when he got on the bridge of the Enterprise he was back to Picard because he was, man. All of a sudden his voice was big and he was booming yeah. and barking out his commands. And that he, was, yep, yep. Even his posture and, like, you know, like, it, I was like, holy crap, he's Jean-Luc again. It totally, yep. he totally changed the minute he got on that ship. You wonder if that was intentional. I did
1: pick up on, yeah. I mean, geez, for all that time, he had to really kind of just play it down or he just give it, gave it an extra effort. Either that effort or when he gave got. extra
2: effort, right? Yeah. Because for the last year and a half. I like how
1: they, they placed everybody where they originally, like in the first, well, not the first season because Wharf wasn't security yet. But the, the security Tasha was, then, right. But, but maybe second season, whatever. Most of the way that series was, yeah. They Jordy a, was know, piloting and yeah, yeah, yeah. Data was in the operations and yep. Troy was back there on the, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that was cool. Everything.
2: Then yeah. the nice hero shot of it flying out and, and now that's nine episodes down and I'm like, man, this thing has gone at a snail's pace and now we got to wrap it all up in an hour. <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroos. That's it. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, how are they going to solve this? This is crazy. So, you know, oh, we forgot to mention yeah, I Jack. Had, I, I mean, yeah. we forgot to mention that Jack took a shuttlecraft and went on his own. Like, he right. sur- basically surrendered. Like, or he says, I'm going to go kill the Borg on my own. That's a good idea. Yep. That'll, yep. that'll work. He brought that'll a hand <laughs> phaser. He's all set.
1: <laughs> he did. He actually did break He hand brought a hand phaser.
2: phaser and he's got a shuttlecraft. He's going up yeah. against the board. And he goes into like we see him go into this like cloudy, like a nebula. And yeah. there's the cube in there. This ginormous cube. We end up finding out in the next episode, they're in the the red spot of Jupiter. Which is critical by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um <laughs> So what, was that
1: what happened in the motion picture? That cloud, and then in there, there was a. Borg oh, V'ger? Cube. No. <laughs> Viger was a Borg cube all along, man. That was it. We saw. Borg.
2: No, but there, I, you know, there are know, novels there are. that theorize that the Borg. Yep. Made. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Which is a good yep. theory. It is. It is that there is a.
2: Still, a, my favorite wish Star they, Trek movie. Wish they
1: had. Wish they had fleshed that out a little bit in some way.
2: They <laughs> <laughs> could have. They could have. I think I would always be, I would have been interested to see like the, whatever became of Decker and Ilea, right? Right. Yep. That'd yep. be cool if they came back. What would it have been great if that was Star Trek five, maybe that's that what Sybok finds is it's Decker and Ilea, what they've evolved into. Right. There's so many things you could have done. You could have Gary Mitchell in Star Trek five. Oh yeah, that's it. true. You know, that's true. Cause yeah. he was beyond the great barrier. He would
1: he would have been, he would have been,
2: Better than like some disembodied head pretending to be a god. That was dumb.
1: I would have loved that. I mean, obviously, it's a different. It all to be different cast, but I would have loved that at some point if someone like took all those elements and made it into like a, I don't know, four episode thing where you know tying into the motion picture uh, about the Borg and then bringing in um, the other Deckers Doomsday Machine in. Yeah. Also as as a which was theorized uh, that
2: those were built to combat the Borg,
1: right? Combat. yeah, I would have loved to just see something like that. And and yeah, you could throw all the everything we've seen out and just do like an, uh its own thing with all new crew or whatever. Uh-huh. But anyways.
2: Why don't they hire us? We'll do that.
1: It would have been nice to write something like that. That would have been really awesome.
2: We could yeah. do that. Yeah.
1: Hey probably, Terry Metalis. Should probably write a treatment like that.
2: We got an idea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actual writing,
2: <laughs> yeah, we yeah we got plenty of member berries we can use. It'll be good though. It'll be really. But, good.
1: But I mean that 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 would be actually part of this, you know, the, an uh, an integral part of the story. Yeah, because it kind of ties
2: in these elements, and it ties the original series to the original movie to the next generation. It would be great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they never, and they also never brought it. Like, I'm surprised he didn't kind of. I guess it wouldn't fit into the story, but I'm surprised he didn't try to cram it in there about the those species from. Um, conspiracy. I thought that's like, where this it, was going to be. Honest there was a maybe. beacon and then, and, and, and they knew they were coming, but never, never
2: I never honestly, at away. the very beginning of this, really, when, when Worf was sending Raphael and they were trying to, I thought this was going to be, that a, would have
1: actually made more better sense. <laughs> yeah,
2: it would have because I was really pissed off that we spent eight episodes with Vatic and the changelings to find out that meant nothing. Yeah. And now it's the Borg again. You know, just go back to that well again. So, yeah, we're in the last episode now. And Enterprise D comes to the, they go to Jupiter. They find out the cubes in Jupiter. And then I guess Han Solo did a lot of the work on the Enterprise D to put it back together. (laughs) Because he turned it into the Millennium Falcon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is what bugs
2: me about CGI right here like this really bothers me because if this was done with model they wouldn't do it this way but when it flies inside the board cube and it's doing all those pfft, dives and
1: i that seems oh my gosh and I mean, you got you beverly on weapons Enterprise right
2: and beverly's just shooting shit you just see phasers coming out of it and like just randomly shooting things and i'm like her son's on
1: uh, that yeah shit yeah but even more than that i'm like i'm you're not going to convince me that she just spent all those years like you know in in like not not charity work but like uh work where out in the the rim or whatever you want to call it helping people and all that Mm -hmm. and and she got not not only does she know how to like do the tactical so expertly but on on a ship that they haven't been on and for like all these years now she can just she, Chances like you are never she saw never
2: her. touched that console before.
1: You never, yeah, you never saw her touch that before. Like, right. really? Now she's an expert on it. Well, worse, of you
2: know, R- Riker, Worf, Picard, and her son are on that ship that she's just randomly right. Blasting.
1: On top of that, yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I just didn't. That was not believable to me, but whatever.
2: So Jack, Jack walks up to uh, into the center of the thing, and there's the Borg Queen. That looks like something out of H.R. Giger. It's like an alien. It looked like the alien queen from Aliens. Like, she's like messed up and like, it looked cool. And she's connected to like, she's stuck in this cocoon like thing, right? She doesn't have any legs or anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And what's weird is they had, I don't know why, Alice Krieg, who played the board queen in First Contact, does the voice, but they have somebody else. Right. Why did they just put her in there? I, I don't
1: know. Unless she didn't want to be some like
2: horrible accident or something. But I mean, the yeah. way they messed up her face, it wouldn't matter, right? I mean, the Borg Queen—her face was mangled. The Borg Queen.
1: Maybe that's the point. She that the actress. Maybe she didn't want to go through that. Again. Yeah, maybe. Like have all that because she is put probably like
2: seventy stuff. years old now or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. They beam down, right, and they find... uh, Well, I did like this, too. Like, the classic Borgs are, like, all, like... Yeah, yeah. They're just, like, picked... They're, like... They look like they've been picked at by a... (laughs) Scavenger or something, right? Yeah, pieces missing from them, and they're all, like, dead. And they're, like... looks like they're cultivating them for something. And clearly, they were cultivating them to put the queen back together. Right. Right? So... Uh, Jack gets up there and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then she talks him down and he turns into a Borg. Hmm. He got a good talking to.
1: Yeah, I I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if there was some kind of like connection because of what happened of his DNA that he, he just couldn't overcome it. To, because he was looked like he was trying to shoot, but then he couldn't. I don't know. So
2: he's clearly under 25. How come it didn't happen to him instantly like it did to everybody else? Yeah, good point. He had to get a lecture from the Queen first.
1: Yeah, first he had to be lectured. Okay.
2: And then worse, but he didn't even get the... You know, they all had the veiny, like... they Like they all they had varicose veins in their head. He got the classic appliances put on him. Yep. So he was going to become, like, Locutus too, the Wrath of yep. Borg. So well, anyway... So, um, so while they're down there, they figure out that they have to destroy. There's like a beacon that's calling more Borg. Right? It's they're gonna come and they're gonna just take over everything after they've already taken over Starfleet. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it's just gonna be the Borg universe if we don't blow up this radio tower. So Riker and Worf go to find the radio tower, right? The or the power unit for it. Yep. And Picard, they find out Jack's one level below. But conveniently, it's there's like magnetic interference. And when Picard goes down there, we're not going to be able to talk to him or find or yeah. him or anything. He's going to be cut off. Yeah, He's going to be cut off. How convenient. He's just, even though it's one floor below. <laughs> so down he goes to find Jack. And then we get that, I hated this scene. This trippy, where he takes the, he can't like. Get Jack back, and the Queen's doing her monologuing, her boring ass, So
1: typical. To go
2: in there, yeah. We're gonna conquer, we whatever. You can't stop us, and the the same old crap. So, <laughs> Jack uh, Picard takes the uh, one of the hoses or wires out of Jack and sticks it in his own neck, and Borgifies himself, so he can talk to Jack in some weird weird con- like trans
1: yeah and their consciousness I don't know
2: astral plane right I hated this scene and <laughs> I hated it for a lot of reasons um well cause it was kind of dumb it kind of reminded me of Harry Potter when they go to the when Harry dies and Dumbledore is oh yeah, Limbo, yeah yeah like, same kind of thing like you can choose to live or choose to die like that stupid thing and uh and Picard's getting all emotional about how Jack changed his life and gave him purpose. And you know, I never wanted children and now I'm glad I have, but I, I I'm sorry. And I like the character of Jack. I did like him. I, and I, I like the actor too. too. I think, I think it was well done to a point, but I, there was no emotional connection at all. Like I felt nothing between Picard and him, nothing. And it's like, Picard's like, oh, you can't live without you, Jack. You've known the guy for like two and a half, maybe three days. Like you just found out that he's your son. He's a full-grown adult. You know, like it, yeah. it, there was nothing there. It's, it's a little bit too much to It reach just felt for that. flat. It was like bad soap opera drivel.
1: I wish he had just said something like, you know what? I, I never knew, you know, I you're my you know, I never knew I had a son and um if i could just do one thing i guess as a father i'm gonna save your life like in a very like kind right. of unemotional because you know we never got a chance to our life together connect, starts right now connect yeah. yeah
2: like yeah
1: so that so this is where i'm gonna forget the past whole, it's time to
2: start over right like now. you
1: said instead of that whole soap opera
2: stuff oh it's just like and i'm watching i'm like i i started looking at my phone because i was getting bored i was like i don't there's no emotional connection here i'm I, I believe it or not, I think Kirk and David Marcus formed a tighter bond. That scene at the end of Wrath of Khan when he comes into Kirk's quarters and is all awkward and they don't know yeah, what to yeah, talk to each yeah. other. And then they end up giving each other that really awkward hug and that that moment was real. This was contrived. It was forced. I didn't feel it. I didn't care. There couldn't
1: have been that much of a deep and the amount of time that they uh and 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 half of that time was jack saying i want nothing to do with you so um. yeah the petulant
2: uh, child like you know you abandoned me i did not your mother hid me <laughs> who cares so um the the enterprise meanwhile you know it's, it was like the yeah. millennium falcon in the death star 2 and jedi yep. they get to the it almost looked like the same thing too they Remember in Return of the Jedi, when they get to the center of the Tootsie Roll Pop, they have the uh, the, the gumball there. It's like the same thing. The, the green gumball is floating there, and they're like, all right, let's shoot it. And then they go, whoa, wait, wait, according to my readings here, if we shoot this thing, you have the ship's going to it's gonna blow up the whole ship. It's going to, like, in a minute. So we have to get them out of there. So they call R- Riker and Worf and say, we're going to beam you out. And Riker's like no we have to save Jean-Luc <laughs> okay that yeah. I can buy they have a connection give me that one minute I owe him that much you know so Riker and Worf go down and I love Worf's line and he goes for a minute I thought we'd actually survive this
1: <laughs> yeah that, that was <laughs> Worf well, had well... a
2: bunch of great lines throughout like when they are like You know, what about the Enterprise E? And Worf's like, that was not my fault, you know. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) What'd he crash it? (laughs) Yep, yep. So um they go down and they find Picard and uh I don't even remember what happened. I remember he like talks Jack off the ledge. He
1: definitely, yeah, they definitely like uh what are the the two of them kind of gang up on the queen? Is that how they yeah, got out of that? I don't even
2: uh, remember. I know. See, I, I was just like, eh. <laughs> fuzzy. Is it over yet? <laughs> just blow this thing up. And I mean, out. it wasn't
1: gonna be. It wasn't gonna make sense, either, no matter what. So I
2: just wanted so. them to blow up the cube and 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 just be over. <laughs> At this point, I was like, come on! It's the contrivance after contrivance after contrivance after contrivance. But so, then they
1: had the the. Scene on the bridge, the horrible, the stupid scene on the bridge, part two. First, it was Beverly with the expert at the weapons, but they had to get the uh, someone else. Oh, involved. Troy
2: piloting. The Somehow,
1: ship. she's now a master navigator.
2: Well, the last time she drove that ship, she crashed it into the planet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's like, "Yeah, I know exactly what to do," and she's like, "Okay."
2: Yeah, she piloted that thing. Uh, she. Well, actually, yep. data data was doing the fancy moves, but
1: I get, yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. So I don't remember. Oh my God, I don't remember how they get. I know they kill the queen because the ship blows up with the queen. The queen dies in the explosion. Yeah. But I, I remember they come back out of their little astral projection, dad, yep. father, son. You know, baseball toss. And I guess like doesn't Jack like rip the thing off his face and. I'm not a Borg. I'm a Picard, yep. and uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. They get back to the Enterprise and they blow it up and they fly away. <laughs> but here's what's great: Where's Jupiter?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Where is Jupiter, Jupiter's anyway?
2: gone? Jupiter's gone. Yeah. The cube blows up. Jupiter's nowhere to be found. Yeah. It was That's inside big... the the gas. It was inside. That's the quite gas... a
1: problem if you're gonna take out one of the. The the biggest planet of the solar system that's that's bound to have. I don't think it blew
2: up Jupiter. I think they just <laughs> took the cube out to blow it up. Like, I guess so. Bird says they did it because they didn't want their special effect obscured by clouds. Okay. They wanted the cool explosion, you know, to be clean, so they had to get okay. the board yeah. cube out of Jupiter. But oh, that, all right, all right. Okay. That's just dumb. Like, it's not. It's gone. It's like the planet's just gone. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, all of a sudden, again, it's not the sloppiness. It was really sloppy, and I just people were raving about this, and I'm like, "But, but, have you paid attention to it? Have you really paid attention to it?"
1: But again, it's easy to fall into like the the many many callbacks, um, yeah. Not just not just to the the original TNG, but the, the movies and other series and things like that, and. Uh, You know, it's 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 something good to like because, you know, plus on top of that, all the crap we've gotten over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, it's it's easy to like a lot of this stuff. And 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 you even said they all kind of just fell right back into their character, which is a big plus.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, the upside is they're all somewhere between 65 and 75 and Picard, Jean-Luc's 80 something. They all look pretty good. Yeah. You know, like none of them are like fat and bald or anything. You know, they all look pretty. They all look like they did just older. Yeah. You know, Um, but uh, (laughs) they, you know, it's they pay attention to like certain details so well and then drop the ball on some of the simplest things. That's what I think that's what bugged me. Yeah, like you have Anton Chekhov, right? And Walter Koenig does the voice of yeah. Admiral Anton Chekhov, right? And and that's a nice touch because Anton is that's Anton what was his name uh, Yeltsin, the guy who played Chekhov in the movies who died, so they named oh, him Anton Chekhov because he. Yep. That's that. See, that's a nice thing.
1: That is that is really cool.
2: And then they lose Jupiter. You know, like that. It's just that's. <laughs> This is what drove me nuts about this thing. (laughs) And it's all 10 episodes. Do stupid shit like that. Wharf cutting off the head of his lead witness. Seven blowing up the ship of the villain you're trying to figure out their motivation from. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Board the ship and tear it apart. Figure out what they're doing. It's like, you know, they have all these mysteries they want to solve. And their first instinct is to then blow shit up. We don't care about that. Don't ask any questions. Just blow it up. Yeah.
1: as as critical drinker says, it'll be fine.
2: Uh, It'll be fine.
1: So then they... uh... (laughs) Thank thank you for bringing that up. The beginning, the very beginning of the last episode, straight out of Star Trek four, where it's like, yeah, this is the president, uh, an unknown uh, signal of an unknown. uh, Oh, right. Don't come
2: to earth.
1: Is is attacking or don't come there, save yourselves. It's like, it's like like that exact line from the, the president of, of one voyage home,
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> when the probe was coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really. I, I had the same thought, you know, watching that. Like,
1: wait, did you just take that life straight?
2: <laughs> and it wasn't looking for whales this time.
1: No, no.
2: So anyway. the Borg cube blows up, right? And then another head scratching moment. The dumbest thing again. <laughs> everybody who was Borgified suddenly just goes back to normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: Like, huh? (laughs) But that's... But, 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 but hold. I just, can I ask a question? Pick me. (laughs) So they made it a whole point that when Picard got assimilated and they took the appliances off of him, he's still part Borg. Yep. There's a part of his DNA that was forever altered. So that should hold true here. Should. I don't get it. Just a weird rash goes away and everybody's back to normal. And they're like, oh, where am I? What was I doing? Like, it was so dumb. And here's another thing that bugs me. Seven of nine had the same thing done, right? So they took all her appliances off. So she should also have a little bit of Borg in her. And I kept waiting for her to be like, I can hear the collective. This is what they're doing. I kept waiting for her Borgness to factor into this, and it did not.
1: You would think it's. She was it, too busy just like blowing this, shit up. It would look like that's that's where logic would head that way. That, right. She was she was Borg the longest out of everybody.
2: Right. Right. You, I mean, you think that she'd be able to like, you know, when I was a Borg, this is what they, you know, you at least try to think what what would their next move be. Nah, just blow up all the Starfleet nah, ships instead. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> blow up our own people. Whatever. I'm getting promoted, and then she gets promoted at the end for destroying half the fleet. <laughs> they yeah, Tuvok promotes her to captain. She was gonna resign. She's like, "Hey, man, I'm out of here. I've done enough now, hunting and th- killing."
1: Th- now think about like with Captain Shaw's like um grudge against um Picard. against Picard, who had no control over it. How many people do you think are gonna have a a grudge against Seven? who did have control over all the
2: people she killed. She just murdered. And that's okay. Just head of the fleet. Just just go. Just take uh, this promotion and shut your mouth. And then we get another dumb scene. This one was even dumber than than her getting promoted by uh, Holographic Shaw in Tuvok. Although I was glad Tuvok wasn't dead. Because when, they said, when yeah. we saw Tuvok was a changeling, I'm like, oh, they killed Tuvok He's too? Dead. They killed him. They're like, yeah. all right, yeah. Like how many Everybody's... more of these characters are they going to wipe out? Um, is is the, the they go to the shuttlecraft and Picard, Beverly, and Jack Picard are in there, <laughs> and he's done with his first year of Starfleet, and they're fast tracking him.
1: Yep, they're fast tracking him. Yep,
2: because reasons
1: uh, nepotism, I guess. Yeah, I right.
2: Doesn't That's matter what his qualifications are. I mean, but Wesley Crusher was stuck in the academy for how long, and he was a super genius. Yeah, but plus but, you're
1: supposed to you're supposed to like be qualified with this entrance exam that's competitive with a bunch of even before you get
2: in there. <laughs> this is what bugs me about the the mentality of the new Just Star Trek. Skip over like, all that. There's no meritocracy.
1: Well, it's, I mean, when you think about it, you can't make this log- logic work. Uh, a lot of the a lot of people in the fleet got killed, so he needs to be. You know, replacement fast-tracked in there, I guess.
2: Good point. But he's an ensign. He's got the little ensign rank. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I can't believe I'm being fast-tracked. But Picard says something like, what does he say? Oh, it doesn't... The main name means means nothing. Yep. Because he's, you know, oh, it must be my name that got me this privilege, you know. He's like, no. And then we have... Man, my eyes rolled so far into the back of my skull. I had to like knock them back in the back so I could see the rest of this. The ship he gets assigned to. Yeah. Oh, just wait. And it's almost again, it's like this end of Star Trek Four where they go yep, yep. up over the Excelsior and then behind it is the A. yep And they're like da da, da 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 The G. And it's not a brand new ship.
0: They it's, just went yep. out
2: with the razor blade and Scraped yeah. off the Titan and put Enterprise on it. Like, no, no. The Enterprise what? is the flagship.
1: Like, I didn't get it. I didn't get why you made the why are you making the Titan rename. I, I so the the
2: Enterprise I now get gets it. a hand me down T shirt. That
1: I don't get it. I don't get what that. No, you couldn't just say okay. There's a brand new ship right here.
2: Build a new Enterprise. That, that's that's. It's so, it, and it's I, it's, and it's also spitting in the face of everybody who served on the Titan. Yep. Yeah, you know what? Your ship. I know you just kind of helped save the universe, but
1: we're gonna rename. It. We're gonna <laughs> rename the
2: ship now, and everything you did. Eh, it's just whatever. Here on the Enterprise now, the Enterprise G. As in G whiz, This is stupid. Yeah, that was bad. And Picard gets all emotional. <laughs> Well what are you doing, you doddering old fool? She's just a... screaming at them. It's like, hey, why isn't this a new ship? It's <laughs> a used ship, man. It's all beat up. <laughs> it just went through hell. And they just I don't even know up. what I don't even know what
1: the thinking like what is the thinking behind that.
2: That was dumb. That was like that was like the final dumb in the nail the coffin of dumb. This this show had a lot of dumb. A lot of and
1: time. then he, oh, and then like, what, what is that position? Like, oh, sit right here. You're a special counselor. So, the yeah. Campus. Then what he the gets fuck?
2: like promoted to special counselor to the in first officer. Like, like, like she's a what, drug like, addict who like, I don't get it. Like, like the fact that she was serving war fund intelligence was like some kind of a special because she was a drug addict. They could send her into dark places. Now she's first officer. Yeah. on the flagship.
1: That made and that kind of makes no sense if if they're if they're actually thinking of like taking this somewhere or something, because what I liked about Shaw and Seth, like they're kind of like different people. Yeah, they can play off each other. Like she's like, you know, breaking rule breaker or whatever. And he's like by the now the two of them are exactly the same thing. Right, they're both rule breakers. Yeah, and so is Jack. All three of them are <laughs> right. So yeah. there, there's no like contrast or there's no like nothing that it's the same uh i don't know it didn't make sense to have her uh i mean i'm fine with having seven be a captain whatever but i they should have gotten someone else to be the first officer i mean you could still have raffi on the ship as someone else but like uh like it like security detail. you know you know in in enterprise i i kind of like this they had the the commandos, the make what are they? Called? Oh, the Mako's. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, You could have had her doing that. Like a like that's a great you know. idea. But to be the first, uh, I don't know. I
2: Whatever. did like the Mako's. That was a great touch. I, I did too. Yeah, and yeah. they added him in season three, and there was that one yeah. guy. He was he ended up. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I, I, I his forget name.
1: his name, but I know I've seen him do other stuff. He was but, great. Um, he
2: became like a you know a, a nice secondary character for a long run yeah yeah and then they're like any
1: like you yeah, had that conflict with malton you know malcolm and him butted yeah, heads and that yeah. was cool uh and,
2: but, yeah because they saw them they saw themselves in each other yeah they were too much they were cut from the same cloth. see
1: that's a way to do that yeah. like to, to have good characterization
2: that's what i mean enterprise had a lot i thought the characters in enterprise were were i mean aside from like um uh, um uh, What's his Travis? Travis was underwritten completely.
1: He definitely was, yeah. and
2: so was um, Yoshi. But, yeah, but I think you know the 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 main Archer and T'Pol and um, Trip and Trip, Malcolm yeah. were very well written characters, and the Doctor. Oh, I love the Doctor. The Doctor Phlox really is great. Flocks was fantastic. That one episode, uh, "Dear Doctor," one of the best Star Trek episodes. Oh. Ever written phenomenal that was classic star trek man i had goosebumps watching that one um so yeah and then they like because they have to again the cutesy like it's almost like the marvel cutesy i just want to punch somebody what's your thing you every captain has a thing they gotta say make it so or engage or like oh and seven goes and they cut and the ship goes to warp I'm glad I didn't even want to hear what she was gonna say.
1: Yeah, I don't that's it's fine. You don't need
2: to And then uh we had one last scene, which was Oh like yeah the <laughs> they're back in Guinan's bar and I love the line he goes, Oh, Guinan is looking at us with the stink eye where we've overstayed our welcome and there's no Guinan. <laughs> like she's <laughs> not there. Still still not there. Why would you write a line like that if you she's not there? I don't know. Just say it's getting late. It's time to go. Don't say, oh, she's giving us the stink, guy. We got to get out of here. <laughs> like, why would you do that
1: when you know you're not, you Again, don't have Again, it's
2: the sloppy, it's sloppy shit. That's what bugs me. Like, that's just, it just, it's that, that my, the whole thing was riddled with stuff like that. But they're all going to pack up and go home. Like Worf has a lecture. What was his lecture on? It was funny. It was, I, don't know what I have a lecture was. on. My, I forgot what it was. Yeah. No more prune juice. I got to go. <laughs> Worf's great. I I love Worf. And uh, Picard's like, not yet. And he pulls out the deck of cards and they sit down and play poker. And it, like that was that was an awesome. That was I mean, It was that it was, was all fun. good things again. Yeah. But it was great to just and i think
1: again and different yeah
2: i don't know i'm guessing but i'm guessing they just rolled camera and they played poker for real and all that stuff that was coming out of their mouths was just them vamping a, i hope yeah no, i think it was it felt too natural you know
1: it did it really did they probably that was the direction probably just do whatever. Yep. Just be yourselves. They're all veterans, you know. Of, veteran, you know they, we they know, know and do. we
2: know they actually, as a cast, on, unlike the original series where they all kind of didn't get along. The, these guys all love each other. They really do love each other, and uh, and it comes through. You can see it in their performances. It comes through. Yep. So that was a nice moment, nice final send off, and uh, that was that.
1: That that was like one of the few kind of natural callbacks that you got a lot of the a lot of the things that were kind of just dropped in there outside of the story like uh, like the the classic thing i like to compare it to is that that huge battle in avengers Endgame when Mm -hmm. they have to get all the women together it's like that that can't happen in the middle of such a melee like we're going to conveniently gather you all up from whatever it is you're doing so they can power pose no that doesn't happen yeah Uh, and and a lot of these drop-ins Callbacks seem to be kind of like, yeah, we're just going to throw this in because it's another fan,
2: you know, I, I, we did forget there was the scene too, where they retire the D again. Oh yeah. And it's uh right. Jordy, Picard, right, and Picard. That's right. That was good. And it, it was good, but I wish all of them were there. Well oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish they had like, you know, at the end of star Trek six after they saved the president from getting shot. And as Mike from red letter media says and they all stand around and pose for a picture that nobody takes <laughs> we needed that shot like we needed that like i know they were all on the bridge for the action yeah. stuff but we needed that shot like they they all should have been there to say they goodbye should all
1: should have day. said goodbye yeah. yeah yeah
2: but i did like the nice touch too on the way out major barrett's voice is uh you know
1: yeah that was good shutting
2: down or whatever you know um I mean it was that, that's a nice little touch, but I, I wish all of them were on the bridge for that last shot and pose for a picture that nobody takes <laughs> before we go to the poker game. But you know, um, yeah, so all in all, um, I, I thought the score was great. Um, I like how the guy who did the score, and I noticed it right off the top at the very beginning. I'm like, I hear Star Trek Two. Of course, we had the classic Jerry Goldsmith motion picture slash next gen theme. There was the first contact theme. You heard a little bit of Star Trek six in there. You heard oh, yeah. Star Trek Four yeah. in there. Um, yeah, there was a lot of James a lot of James Horner callbacks. I thought the score was fantastic um, throughout, which made it. I think it helped the the nostalgic feel. Like it, yeah. it helped overcome some of the dumb stuff because the score made it feel Star Trekky, in a way, which always bugged me about the Rick Berman shows. Because I, 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 from Next Gen through Deep Space Nine through Voyager and Enterprise, there was nothing thematic about them. Yeah, it was uh, just yeah. it was like oral wallpaper. It was just in the it was there. There was yeah. nothing memorable. You couldn't you couldn't hum a bar of anything from those shows that's true you know it's just you know like classic trek kept using the same musical stings over and over but they're classic yeah yeah you know like you know so it would have been nice if they had certain themes for certain characters you know it would have been nice if we saw wharf and we heard that like we did in this show the klingon theme so yep
1: yep
2: but overall i like that um I liked a lot of the the moments with the classic characters together.
1: Yeah, those those were probably the best moments. Yeah.
2: Um, I I really didn't think much of the story at all. Um, it was kind of yeah.
1: Like, it felt like to me like, um, and I know now after you know years later we kind of like don't. We all agree that we well not we all agree, but I agree that I don't like this, but. When we first wa- watched um the first Abrams movie with the younger cat, like I liked uh, I remember liking how the young cast seemed to like simulate a lot of like you know Kirk it seemed like Kirk and Spock and they all seemed to get the original crew's nuances mm-hmm. but that's but but right away as, as even the first time I watched, you know how you when you first watch something, you think it's great or whatever that even coming out of that theater, I said, uh, yeah, but the story was not that great. Like the, the villain was not that great. The, the right. whole story itself wasn't, I liked the, 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 what the little, what all the different characters did. I just didn't like this, the story, but that, that seems very similar to this. I,
2: agree. Um, I agree. I agree. I just felt like we were watching another next gen movie. Um, all four of the yeah. next gen movies are not good. But there are yeah. nice moments in there. There's you're like always brought, stuff. you're
1: always brought in there because you want to watch them, they're, right. they're those characters. Right. But you're, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't do a good job with the story. I didn't think.
2: No, no. And and which,
1: which and, makes me think it's, it was kind of a failed opportunity too. But
2: yeah, and I really you could have
1: definitely come up with something good. But
2: I really hated that we follow one antagonist <laughs> for eight of the ten episodes, and then it just turned. And then on what? And they, and what was the point no of that up. character? Like there was no, whatever happened to that floating head that was part of her arm. Yeah, yeah. What was the It
1: was like calling all the shots, like telling her right. what to do and stuff. What? We don't know why. It's all dropped. I mean, we're supposed to just be okay with that. But yeah, that's what they're counting on. They're counting on that you're going to hit with such all these nostalgia moments that you don't really care.
2: You don't care. <laughs> but I do care. Because I wanted to, I wanted to. I, I went into this with all that hype, expecting to be blown away, and I was like, what? "This story is terrible. Like this story is not
1: good." I guess it all depends on what you what you want to get out of it. If you just wanted to go in there just to get some, you know, callback to good, 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 uh, the, the TNG characters, you're okay with it. Yeah, but as as someone who likes to analyze a plot and like really wants to make some sense, some sense, um, I I I'm kind of turned off by that. But
2: yeah, and I was I, I thought there was just too many, too many scenes of filler dialogue with like Picard well, and Jack, yeah. like just going the same kind of conversations over and over again. And
1: yeah, over and over.
2: yeah. You know, yeah. just it it just got it, it got bogged down. It was uh, it could have been six or eight episodes instead of ten. Yeah, Could have and you mentioned,
1: I think earlier on in this, you mentioned The Mandalorian, which I didn't watch a lot, uh, season three, which I didn't watch a lot of, but I I, I have caught snippets where those, like, these, like, really long scenes where someone's just walking, slowly walking from here to there. It's like, nothing happens. It's
2: like, season three of just, Mandalorian's abysmal. It's, it's, it's awful. It's,
1: it's just, it's just, you, you see him just going, you know, walking across the, a cave or something like that over and over again. And you want to talk I, I about know.
2: contradictions and things that don't make sense. Oh, okay. this it's maybe, yeah. I, maybe I'll have to watch it. And, oh yeah. Oh, you know, well, talk well.
1: About I don't know. Oh, maybe I brutal. won't. I the,
2: the nice thing is like half of the episodes are about 30 minutes long. Oh, that's it's good. just, it was garbage. It
1: like was garbage. I didn't even buy because it's like, wait, you made this big deal about him being separate. Like they say goodbye at that classic last episode of season two where Luke comes in. It's such a great scene. And then they're back together again? Why? It's like well, you come, have to
2: watch Book of Boba up. Fett to find I,
1: I out. Understand I, I understand <laughs> that. I understand they must have come up with an explanation. I don't really care, though. It, it should have stayed that way.
2: Well, it, you know, he Jake skywalker
1: Okay. All right. And kind of gave Grogu,
2: Grogu, like Gro, Grogu choose, you know, and Grogu went back to, you know, he was heart sick.
1: You could have, you could have done something with the Mandalorian without. I know he's a. I know the baby Yoda is a popular character. You could have done a lot of stuff with him without, without those two together. I agree. Just branch, just branch off. Do something oh. new. Don't bring up.
2: Wait till you see how ludicrous it gets in season two. <sighs> it's so bad. It's yeah, so bad. and it's the Bo Katan show now, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the scenes and stuff. Yep.
2: Gotta have the girl boss. Anyway, um, okay. Before yeah. we grade this thing and wrap it up, <laughs> we forgot the mid-credits scene because they had oh yeah, jam that that's out right. Because uh, the backstory on that is that Terry Metalis was pitching Star Trek. Was it Legends or Legacy Legends? I think it was Star Trek. Basically, he wanted to do another one of these member Barry shows, and this time involve the crew of Voyager and Deep Space Nine, and you know that kind of thing so uh jack's in his quarters on the on the uss enterprise slash g (laughs) g slash titan Titan. (laughs) whatever it is um and a mysterious stranger enters and it's none other than john delancey himself who died in season two yeah but you think so two-dimensionally Yeah, like your father Picard. So it tees up that uh, now Q is going to torture Jack for a while. Ho hum. Back to the well again. We go back
1: to the well.
2: Yeah, can't do anything original.
1: I I think think he Delancey actually looked pretty good, but
2: he does. Oh, and I love John Delancey, and I I like Q. But that was another thing It's the same
1: old. Yeah,
2: they used Q three or four too many times. Yeah. And they did the Borg three or four too many times. It's tired. It's the same thing over and over and over again. So, you know, it was nice when Q would show up every once in a while. It just got to the point where it was. I mean, God, he was on DS9. He was just was everywhere. So anyway, uh, what do you grade Picard (laughs) season
1: three? I don't know how I can grade this. It's like because you have two different things going on here. So if I so if I if I give it an an 8 for all the for all the nostalgia stuff and a 4 for the so I guess I'll just take the average and give it a 6. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know it's like two different grades. It's like yes, I did like a lot of the, seeing the next generation crew there and they were and they were great in their scenes. But the story itself I think kind of bombed, so yeah, I guess so. I mean, if I guess I combine those two, I would probably be like a six or something.
2: Six out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna also grade mine on a curve, but a different curve. Oh, okay. I'm gonna grade mine uh, on on the curve of oh right classic Star know. Trek, like real Star oh, Trek, okay. and Kurtzman new Star Trek.
1: Oh yeah, well that yeah yeah.
2: So as uh, if you're grading it as like classic real old star trek the stuff we loved and cherish uh five okay because it's really not good star trek it's it's nostalgia baiting with spaceships and explosions and callbacks and yeah but if you're grading it on well <laughs> compared to everything that's come oh. out from bad robot and secret hideout
1: yeah,
2: all right. It's a I nine. Agree. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I, it's by far the best thing they've put out. I, I
1: guess that's that's the the other thing they were counting on—not just being caught into it, but your compare your what scale are you even like yeah. after what you've seen the last ten years? You're of course you're gonna love it.
2: Grading it against its contemporary products, I'll yeah. give it a nine. So uh, nine and yeah. a five is fourteen. It comes out to a seven.
1: Seven, yeah, okay.
2: but I agree with you. I think had wonderful moments surrounded by a terrible story and a lot of plot holes and a lot of sloppy writing.
1: I I guess it does put a nice end cap into the, what I, what I was originally excited for when they announced the Picard series, I was very excited about it. Me too. And, and it was, you know, pretty bad for the first two, I guess it puts kind of like a, a nice end like, kind of a save yeah a little end. bit of a redemption <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah uh because i don't well i i doubt there, there's going to be another Picard season no so. i um, doubt so. it. he's he's pretty so golden. so it kind old. of like puts that in there yeah. i guess i guess i don't know what they're trying to set are are they trying to set up a, a jack thing going that's not going to happen alex okay. alex
2: kurtzman i think got his nuts in a bunch because he saw how well this did and how everybody loved it <laughs> so he announced his Section Thirty-One TV movie oh, and of course. Uh, his uh, Strange New World season two and oh, okay his other garbage that he's gonna produce okay well he's taking his ball back that's fine he he I I think he seriously went oh I should have never let Terry Metalas do this look what happened yeah he's an well, idiot Alex Cruz there's right.
1: gonna be there's gonna be repercussions though because if he thinks that the audience that that jumped over hoops for this one is going to continue on with his other series. He's I, I, I doubt very much that, you know, all these people who got excited for this series, you no. think that's just going to carry on to his series. No, that's Robert
2: Meyer guy. Burnett already tweeted. I am back no. to hating new star Trek.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So either way, he's kind of in a, a uh, Kurtzman is a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Like he got shown up on what could be right. Good, but, um, then that, that if he's going to go back to his old stuff, then it's going to be like people are going to come back to this. Like, well, why wouldn't you be wanting to do something like this? Yeah. I don't know.
2: And I, I just I think Terry Metalis was really well intentioned here. I mean, he's clearly a fan, but I don't think he's an experienced enough writer. You know what I mean? It, it's almost like someone who needs a, an editor to copy read their 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 print work. It just the ideas were there. The, the, the heart and soul was there. The execution kind of wasn't,
1: but it goes back to what you said before about, um, about, um, what was it? Um, I, I kind of lost thought, but like, why wouldn't he like, okay, this is what I want to do. And why wouldn't he kind of like go to other, you know, I mean people who, who knew our, who knows? They, you know, they story gave him. They stuff.
2: jangled the shiny keys in front of him and gave him total control. What do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna make a name for himself. He wants. He that, nobody that's fine. knew who he was. Nobody knew who he was. Now they know.
1: It's fine to make a name for yourself, but you can't just like. Oh, that's why I, what I was trying to say. Like you said at the beginning, like where he, he's just like that can't take any criticism at all. Oh, or whatever. very thin
2: skin. Like, yeah.
1: like why couldn't he just like have, col- not collaborated, but kind of like. Run it by like somebody who he knows is is really great at writing and say, look, here's what I want you to kind of like help me like. The, You're talking about people in Hollywood
2: off. egos, egos. Yeah. He finally got a chance. He's been like, you know, slowly climbing a production ladder. He worked on yeah, DS right. and some of those other okay. shows, but he got to be in charge. So he was showrunner. He and wrote. Fine. He directed. He, he did. Yeah. But, he could have still. He
1: could have still. No, I, the, I'm with
2: you, but. But, he could have still
1: said, "Well, I have final say on it, but I just want to see what what you can, you know, know."
2: I and I doubt the budget was there. I think if the budget was there, they would have de-aged Brent Spiner. Okay. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. Yeah. I have yeah, no but the clue.
1: you know you don't need a lot of budget just to bring in a consulting writer. or Just con- oh no, I don't think. Or look, like
2: look, look! How he's reacted to people criticizing. Yeah. He can't. He can't handle it. Are you kidding me, he wanted to play in his own little sandbox, so it worked. And I th- again, I think he was well intentioned, he's just inexperienced, and it showed. But hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, I guess that just about wraps it up. Yeah. We're at two hours and 19 minutes. Oh, kicking like, Back talking. to the old stuff. Back to the We're old like, stuff.
1: oh, we can wrap this up in an hour. It's like, yeah. I thought so. It's like two hours later. It was like, what the?
2: F- well, we got it all out. We got everything out of our off our yeah. chest. So in a way, we did it in an hour each. Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> probably would have been like if we both decided to do an individual one, it probably would have been like that.
2: Exactly. So would love to know what you think, audience uh please drop a comment below hit the like button if so inclined and if you have not subscribed please do we're almost at 50% of our viewing audience is subscribed oh, we okay. picked up quite a few in the last week or so so really appreciate everyone who has subscribed and uh sorry if we angered you with this but hey oh well. it's just our opinion
1: well, it's, it's, it's good to be honest, no matter what. I mean, we, I, I ex, I'll accept any other people saying that they I mean, if someone wants to say that, that they really, really loved every aspect of it. Okay. That's, you know, yeah. that's your opinion of it, but I'm not going to just go along with whatever. You know.
2: As Jeff Lebowski, the dude says, Hey, yeah. Like, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Yay. They killed the Giggler, man. They killed the Giggler! They yeah, had no business
0: doing that. None. I'm funny how? It'd be funny like I'm a clown. man am you? make you laugh. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Funny how? It'd be funny like